Rock Live. That's right. Is it? And we're back. Back, back, back. And we're back. Wow. Yes, Free Talk Live. The live call-in radio program, nationally syndicated on 180 or so radio stations, plus online, in your face, on several video platforms as well. Uh, also we're on like some satellite stations that you can get on different satellite places. I'm not really sure about that, but perhaps like other dish, planets? dish network or something like that. No, no, no. It's like, um, like if you have a satellite dish, uh, you can point it at satellites with like, you know, broadcasts that you could just receive without having to unlock anything. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, and then we're on one of those. Wow. Somehow. I don't know enough about it to like tell anybody how, but I think there's information over at freetalklive.com. I've got to find it. Uh, and if you want to yeah. browse your magic rectangle, feel free, and then you can tell folks about it. Cool. Um, I know that um, I think the target demographic originally for the satellite was like uh, Africa, right? Because we really? wanted to broadcast to like, you know, right, that right. area, the apartheid right. you know, area and all that kind of stuff. So. Uh, I think that was the original demographic. I don't know how widespread the satellite signal is. Uh, I'll try and find out more, of course. But, yeah, we're prolific. And yeah. if you're on the Internet, freetalklive.com, you can hear us live uh, 7 to 10 Eastern time. Also on lrn.fm if you happen to uh, you know, be on a web browser and that kind of thing, you can get it over there. I think we got a caller from Africa once. Yeah. Uh, we were reporting about something out there. I don't even remember. And yeah. this might have actually been before my time. I might have been listening to the show. More than once. Um. Yeah. Yeah, we were a reporter. Whoever was on the show was reporting on a thing. And then somebody called in, was like, I'm from Africa. I'm from whatever area, you yeah. know, insert area here. I'm from here. And this is happening in my backyard. Right. So it was kind of cool. Yeah. And that's what's really cool about a call-in radio show is we can be talking about stuff. And people can call in and say, like, hey, Jump I know in. more about this thing than you do, or, right. like, I'm right. here live, so uh, it's pretty cool. I wish cool. that uh, Kenyan attorney would call. <laughs> yeah, the one who won, <laughs> but he's not really an attorney. He's not really an attorney. He's got a perfect right. score, right. Yeah. perfect hit rate, yeah. if you will. Uh, so, Never admitted to the bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, perfect. like, 126 cases in a row, like, no yeah. attorneys even do that, right? right. So, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty great. Uh, let's see. Uh, Captain's Log. What's the start date today? It's uh, 1022-2023. In the studio tonight, it's myself, <gasps> the authentic Lord Reverend Dr. Captain Kickass Buckshot Esquire, if you will, joining me tonight. Steve Classic. And Nikki. Uh, Nikki, Steve and I are going to are gonna rant here a little bit about midget wrestling. Oh, <laughs> oh we are? Wait. Yeah. Did you guys go yesterday? We did, yeah. It's How was not, it? It was amazing. Give us a review. It's, again, it's not wrestling. It's sports entertainment. Well, okay. Yeah, it's it's micro something. Micro, <laughs> micro, wrestlers. micro wrestlers. They don't use the word midget in their like uh, advertisements. Well, I guess that's um, ableist or whatever yeah, word Yeah, it's frowned upon, use. I guess. Yeah. But then like when you get there... They're like, yeah, we're the midgets that are performing tonight, so, and, and, and the, the, the MC, there's a guy walking around with a microphone during the whole thing, like sort of MCing as the action is happening and sort of giving you the plot line of the story of like why these people are angry at each other, you great. know, the, that kind of stuff. Is that and, normally how wrestling is? 
Uh, or uh, what is well, it? What do you call it's, it? Well, Steve's sports, m- it's sports entertainment. Sports, Steve's sports entertainment. entertainment. Yeah, Steve's more uh, experienced at watching uh, like pro wrestling. I than know. I am. Wasn't Richie Rich as well? He he was a WWE guy. He's or a whatever. fan. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Indeed. And it's very much like that, except smaller, yeah. obviously. <laughs> Micro. Right? Yeah. Uh, but then, like, the MC is even like, yeah, these midgets are really taking it to each other. So, like, apparently yeah. it's not frowned on so much, at least by them and I, their, yeah. their, their, their event. So I think it's one of those things on. where it's not necessarily PC, but the actual people don't care. Yeah. I, that right. happens a lot with, like, all with, with like race Seemed things. Seems to be the and- case. Yeah, that's usually how it is. And, like, really what I want to do, I just want to give these guys some kudos. They put on an entertaining show. Absolutely. Right? They're obviously trained in, like, uh, acting and comedy. Right, they're ad libbing at times. They're they were getting heckled. Yeah, the audience is heckling the crap out of these yeah. guys, and they're they got witty comebacks and you know <laughs> stuff to say back to them and all this kind of thing. Like they've obviously handled all of this before, and yeah. they know how to handle it now. Well, I'm assuming if you go to midget wrestling, you're probably not a boring person. Like you probably have a sense of humor. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> one would hope. Yeah, we yeah. did bump into one yeah. lady without a sense of humor, but <laughs> oh, it was yes. because uh, we got sad in our seats we paid for you know ringside you know vip meet and greet we didn't get any of that we got the ringside but like it was a very <laughs> no meet and greet it wasn't no. like a very organized thing like yeah. sometimes you go to a concert and you get the vip the meet and greet and they take you back to like the green room yeah. where yeah. you do the meet and greet and take a photo and you know you, you get that souvenir they didn't do any of that it was just like you'd come up and talk to them at the merch table if you wanted to but basically there was one guy Checking to see what's your order number or what's your name on the tickets. And then he would show you to your seats. And like he literally, like I told him, like, yeah, we paid for like VIP ringside or whatever. And he's like, oh, uh, okay. Uh, like he didn't know what to do with that information. Yeah. Just walked us over to some seats and was like, here, these are our VIP seats. And they just, they were ringside, but like yeah. you could tell that they didn't have anything designated for any of this stuff. Yeah. Uh, he was just making it up as he went along. So at some point, yeah, we got our seats, and they were numbered, and so we got little stickers with our number to, like, you know, okay, these are our seats. We got up, went to the bar, got some drinks. We come back, and there's people in our seats. And harumph, harumph. Yeah, and we're like, hey, uh, these are our seats. Look, we hung our, our coats. Look on at the, my sticker. We hung our right. coats on the back of the chairs, and, like, yeah. here's the sticker, and then the number, it matches the corresponding number or whatever. And they got up and left. Yeah. And Nothing says somebody's sitting here more than a, a coat on the back of the seat. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> And so at some point, this lady comes up and gets in, in Classic's face. It's like, you're Mr. Liar, man. You're a big, fat liar. Liar, liar. Right? And I'm like, what the heck's going on? And he's like, he's like she's, she's saying that we stole her seats instead of they stole our seats or whatever. And I'm like, well, send her, send her to me if she complains because I yeah. got the tickets. I got the receipt. I can prove that. I we said, bought, talk to my know. attorney over here. Yeah. So it was actually. <laughs> like, sorry, the, I'm not answering questions yeah, today, answer ma'am. Questions. So other than that, everybody was having a great time. Right. The show was fantastic. The performers were like, these are some buff midgets. Right. They're they're muscular. They they work yeah. out. I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure one of these guys could kick my ass. Yeah. Right. You know, because they're like. <laughs> They're they're buff, you yeah. know. So uh, we have a great time. The show goes on. Uh, everybody else is having a great time. And it wasn't until we got outside of the venue where uh, this lady comes up and again starts getting in in, in, my in Steve's face. face about you're Mister Liar Man, blah blah blah. And I'm like, hey hey, come over here. And I'm like, look, I blah blah blah. I paid for the tickets, etc. And so on. I got the receipt. And she goes, well, I got my receipt too. Right? And she's she'd been drinking. Did they not give her a different table? I don't know what happened. Like 
they like it no seemed idea. to me like she got up and went into like a whole other room the first confrontation like at ringside so i don't know where they eventually sat i don't know if they had vip yeah. maybe there was a green room i didn't know about and she went and sat back in there and hung out with the midgets or something i have no idea <laughs> what happened but you know the the type of person that went to this event in claremont new hampshire uh generally sort of uh uh i don't want to say white trash but like redneck type of people yeah. right you know baseball hat scruffy beard t-shirt you know i mean yeah type of people right smokers you know, western right? new hampshire yeah. Yeah. flannel shirts yeah. uh yeah yeah there Red wasn't yeah i mean it was <laughs> i it was predominantly white males who were there right there were there were women there and and that kind of a thing and you would assume that would kind of be who would be you know attracted to this sort of event yeah right. you know yeah uh and it was held at an american legion hall yeah. And the nice thing about the American Legion Hall is cheap booze. Yeah. Right? That's compared, their thing, right? Yeah. Compared to a regular bar, man, like the the drinks were cheap. Even I was drinking Jameson and so like, you know, but it was like half price, right? Compared for to a double. somewhere yeah, for a, <laughs> for double, a double. It was half price. I'm like, you can't even get a single for that price anywhere yeah. in Keene. So <laughs> right. yeah, it was they were probably trying to advertise their memberships because, isn't it? It's like the moose or the the yeah, eagle where yeah, you can be a member. Yeah, it's and one of those. Get yeah. your cheap beer, two dollar beers. The uh, the third person that went with us was already actually a member of that thing, and so uh, he ran some interference with us uh, with the, the the crying lady about her seat or whatever, and. You know, I, he attempted to smooth it over with her or whatever because I was getting belligerent too. You know, she was getting, blah, 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 and I'm all, I'm like flipping her off in her face <laughs> and great. stuff. Like, what are you going to do, wow. lady? Oh, while all this is happening, I'm like, I'm going out to the parking lot. I'm not yeah. going to hang around here because you never know. She could just be on something and just snap. Yeah. yeah. And I'm it's just, New Hampshire. You never yeah. know who's armed and right. not. And, right. I'm you just, know. I hauled out of there. Yeah. So <laughs> it was a minor incident, like all things considered, but like, you don't go to an event like this and not have like other things happen besides you did the event. Use, you know, you did use the word white trash. So in true white trash fashion, <laughs> Captain fights some lady. It was yeah, it was very white trashy yeah, in that respect. And it wasn't like a fist fight, right? We weren't we weren't going you know toe to toe or you know blows. Yeah, didn't, who won? It didn't come to blows. It was just a verbal altercation. And then yeah. it, like while her and I are outside, sort of yelling at each other. There's some guy standing at the the door, right outside. I think he's having a cigarette, and he's like, "What? A venue screwed somebody out of their tickets? Say it's not so!" <laughs> like all sarcastically, like, "Yeah, this happens frequently, apparently." Yeah. Well, while you were arguing with her last night, I was trying to think of the Mark Twain quote uh, about arguing with an idiot, and I have it here: "Never argue with an idiot. They'll only bring you down to their level and beat you with their experience." And that's precisely <laughs> that's exactly what happened what to me. Happened. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I, I was actually thinking of that. I was paraphrased, but yeah. like I was thinking of that quote yep. as we were driving home. Right. I'm like, never argue with any. No, yeah, that was poor form, yeah. Captain. Yep. But yeah, but Jameson was talking. Yeah, I had had a great fun, time. You know? I'm on a high. Right, you're in you a know, wrestling event. Here's some yeah, crazy lady right. calling my friend a liar who's clearly not lying. <laughs> right about his situation, and I'm just like, don't call my friend a liar. Crazy lady. <laughs> crazy lady. So, crazy Claremont lady. There's a middle finger in your direction once again. That is a very Claremont thing, too. Just the area. For listeners who know the area, they're like, oh, yeah, I know that lady. <laughs> I know like six of those ladies, right. and they all live yeah. in Claremont. Yeah. Uh, but she again, probably runs membership at the American Legion. Oh, maybe she does. <laughs> maybe. Right? Yeah. I don't know. We don't want that. That is guys the here. thing about New Hampshire. It's such a small state, though, that you're going to run into that person again at some point. Yeah. Right? You know, I, I'm sure.
Yeah. Right, uh, it's gonna happen, and that's just how. At the is, next so. time we go see midget wrestling, yeah. yeah. Hopefully, it's at a different venue though, because like the only the only like thing that, and it only happened one time. But the thing I was afraid of was um, the the height clearance. I know this sounds like a thing that shouldn't be a concern at midget wrestling because the ring is smaller, the people are smaller, right? You know that kind of a thing, uh, but. The top of the ring was maybe a foot away from the ceiling. Right near those fluorescent really? lights. Yeah. yeah. Like, like if they'd have got up on the top rope and, like, dove the wrong way, they could have, like, hit their head on, like, the fluorescent they light or whatever. They couldn't even hit that top rope. No. Well, one of them got up on kinda, it, but had yeah. to kind of, yeah, they kind of had down, to adjust yeah. and crouch down. So we didn't see a lot of high-flying acrobatics. <laughs> but we did like they still did the whole pick people up and yeah. slam them down Suplexes, and suplex yeah, yeah all the yeah. all the wrestling RKOs, moves everything. and stuff you know they were able to pull it off somehow and instead of using the top rope they used the middle rope or whatever yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they were able to still do it but I'm sure they were sort of physically limited no pun intended uh, because of the height of the ceiling that was there so you know. Um, I, I made a mention, too, during the show because, you know, they reach under the, the ring and pull out various devices to beat their opponents with, right? Yeah. Folding chairs yeah, yeah, and, yeah. like, pool cue. pool cue, serving tray. Garbage uh, can. Garbage can, right? <laughs> Here comes the aluminum, you know, garbage can, and they're using it for all different stuff. At the end of the show... They auction this thing off. Really? Yeah. Because like I That's made a good mention, idea. I made mention of. I'm like, man, how many garbage cans do these guys go through? And they have to build that into their every expenses, night. right? So every night they're but people paid for basically it. Basically, trashing a trash it was like can. Fifty bucks. Someone. Paid yeah, I think somebody. Yeah. yeah, somebody paid fifty bucks. I, yeah. or but you can't for even it. use the garbage can because it's all smashed up. But yeah, that's the point, though. That's right. a, it's a souvenir. Yeah, yeah you take it home. This is my midget wrestling you know, folding it, chair. <laughs> put it next to your your you know '86 Monte Carlo on blocks in your front yeah. yard and be like that's i got that at midget wrestling man that's right cost yeah. me 50 bucks yeah exactly. <laughs> it was it was great fun i recommend it to anyone these guys were total professionals about the whole that's thing great. even when they're like yelling at you like one of the one of the midgets uh, the wrestlers they you know sort of got out of the ring and they sort of sat down in a seat next to me and the guy pointed at me and says don't you laugh at me yeah. right you know this kind of thing yeah, with like the crowd in face or whatever yeah, yeah they try to they, they did a really good but job but i think the crowd the crowd brought themselves into it yeah i mean they were just heckling these guys but they were coming back with them it's as if they had been there before or they know how to how to treat the hecklers we were speculating about like oh who are the plants right oh yeah because you know you figure they got to plant somebody there was one guy and like i don't even know man like 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 old 70s striped slacks but a hawaiian shirt like totally like and i'm like like, there's no way this is a real person but no i Pretty I sure think he, I think he was. Yeah, yeah it turns yeah. out regular Claremont you know, guy. I guess there was this. <laughs> there was this one lady. She's probably like forty-five, fifty years old. Uh, before the show, uh, they've got you know PA speakers. They're playing rock music, ACDC, yeah. Guns N' Roses, yeah. stuff like that. She's air guitar. She's air guitaring <laughs> and singing every lyric. She's dancing and carrying that is the whole time. Just a drunk local, uh, probably. Because I we know speculated. a few of like, those ladies. We're like, she's got to be a plant I have been or that whatever. Lady. And then we, <laughs> and then we changed our mind as the night went on. We're like, yeah, yeah no, we think she's just yeah. a drunk local. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was funny. They had they had the um, they used baking trays to hit each other over mm. the head. Just little little pans. Yeah, if you've ever worked at a a pizza place, it's like the dough tray that you make the dough balls, put it in the refrigerator the but night before or whatever. But these are cookie sheets. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like from a from a you know a little little oven. Oh, yes, yeah. and they make big sound but oh. hurt little. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. the easy bake oven. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> right? No, they used full size sheets. Okay, yeah. <laughs> ironically, they smashed up pretty good though. <laughs>
Uh, so anyway, um, tonight I want to talk about uh, this story from Zero Hedge. Uh, Peakless Mountaineers generally on top of this stuff. I believe he supplied us with this story today. Is a financial crisis already here? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Wait, is that I mean, a question or is that it, a statement? It, it is a question here is. on this headline, but it's followed with U.S. banks are closing hundreds of branches and laying off thousands of workers. Really? Oh. This has been a it's been a bit of a slow burn. This hasn't just happened. Right. And it's not like there's going to be one day. Right. They're doing this a little at a time. Right. The trickle down effect. Right. right? They can't yes. have a Black Friday event at the at the banks like. People right. waiting in line for Black Friday right, to get their money. Right. And so they're just, you know, a branch at a time, you know, 50 employees at a time, that kind of a thing, near as I can tell. Uh, but let's find out. Uh, authored by Tyler Durden. I know that there is, I'm sorry, authored by Michael Snyder, uh, reposted by Tyler Durden. Uh, I know that there is a lot going on in the world right now. I just had to write about what is happening to our banks. High interest rates and chaos in the real estate industry are combining to put an enormous amount of pressure on our largest financial institutions. As a result, banks are getting very tight with their money. They are closing down hundreds of branches, and they are laying off thousands of workers. We are in the early stage of the worst financial crisis since 2008-2009, and I fully expect conditions to get even worse in the months ahead. During the first week of October alone, U.S. banks closed 54 local branches just in the first week of October. Major U.S. banks are continuing to close branches across the U.S., leaving an increasing number of Americans without access to basic financial services, unless they have the Internet. (laughs) Like, the the caveat here is like, like... If you're a business, right, and, and I realize banks are, are they a business sort of? They're, you know, they're, they're sort kind, of an yeah, arm of the federal say, government in, mm, in a way yeah. because they get to print money. But a lot of businesses are an know. arm of the federal government. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know? But that being said, like, you know, a majority of stuff that I do with my bank, I don't need a branch for. Yeah. Right. I could call a number if I need to talk to somebody. I can log into my thing on their website or the app or whatever, and I could do what I need to do. If there's something I need a person for, I I subscribe to a credit union, a couple different ones. Yeah. And so, like, I've got a teller available to me 24-7 by phone, right? So, yeah. Uh, are they outsourcing this stuff? Absolutely. Do they have some U.S.-based English-speaking stuff? Absolutely. Right? It just depends on how busy they are, you know, uh, who's working at what time, right, depending yeah. on, you know, so if you're making your calls off hours, you're likely to get overseas, whereas if you're calling between 8 and 5, you're likely to get, you know, not overseas, right? So it's just kind of how it is. But most of the stuff I need to do, I can do through the app or through their website. You really it's only very... see, uh, like, elderly folks, like, mm-hmm. you know, 75 plus is usually what you'll see. Like, if I have to go into the bank to do something yeah. that requires, like, I had to change my last name, right? They need the marriage license, and, you know, I had to go in person. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the uh, the last time I actually had to go into a branch was maybe when I opened my account when I moved because I I went to the local credit union here and opened a, an account there. No, uh-uh. uh, when I bought my used car, uh, okay. we we went to the bank yeah. to do the the money. Finance, and even that, right? usually you don't. Usually you can just do that at the dealership. 
Yeah. These days. Well, I, it was a private sale. So oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah. Individual mm-hmm. used car kind of a thing. And, like, you know, well, let's go to the bank and do the money thing. Okay. So yeah. That, sounds like a yeah. good place and, to and do it, right? It's kind of <laughs> good safety practice because yeah. this was like a Craigslist thing. And yeah. so, yeah. you know, it makes sense uh, for, you and know. You're doing it with cash or a bank check? Well, we actually did a transfer because oh, okay. uh, the the Even seller better. also had a, same bank a, an account oh, yeah. with a credit union. Credit unions actually work yeah, together. Yeah, you can use all of them, yeah. Yeah, and like most of the time, as long as somebody's with a credit union, they have what's yeah. called shared branch banking or something uh, like mm-hmm. that. No e- ATM fees. Right, yeah. And so you can just make a transfer as long as you can prove you're you with your ID and your account number and all that stuff. They can prove they're them. The teller will just make the transfer for you right yeah. there oh. on the spot. Yeah, you just need the numbers. So like I didn't have to withdraw cash right. to do a cash sale right. it, which is weird like yeah. it's still considered a cash sale because you know there was no financing involved so, so it was like yeah, yeah we agreed right. on a price you just wire transfer yeah, of sorts. yeah they just yeah. moved a number from one account into another account and yep. bam bob's your uncle yeah <laughs> bam bob's your uncle <laughs> he was like where does that phrase come from like, bob's, bob's your, your uncle. uncle and i'm like well it's a british phrase BYU. Really. B-Y-U. That's, that's, that's where i first heard it was <clears throat> i think on uh Oh, God, I'm trying to remember the name of that British comedy now, Outer Space. Uh, uh, Bob's your uncle. Man. Outer Limits? No, no, no. Uh, Um, Doctor Who? No, no, no. British comedy. (laughs) British comedy. Yeah, but it's all in Outer Space. Toast of London? (laughs) Uh, Bob's your uncle. Man. Uh, I'm trying to investigate. Give me a couple seconds. I'm going to get get, like some points taken away from my nerd card for not remembering. Uh. This they they have a they have a different different word for cussing too that like you could probably say on the radio and I can't remember what the word is either. Crikey, They're, they have like a robot guy. Um, well, anyway, uh, it'll come to me later when yeah. I remember it. I'll uh, I'll let you know. Uh, but at any rate, why were we talking about that? Banks. Even? We're talking about banks, banks, right? Credit unions. Major U.S. banks are continuing to close branches across the U.S., leaving a an increasing amount of Americans without access to basic financial services. Bank of America axed 21 branches in the first week of October, according to a bulletin published by the Office of the Comptroller of the Currency. On Friday, Wells Fargo closed 15, while U.S. Bank and Chase reported closing 9 and 3, respectively. In total, some 54 locations had closed or were scheduled to close between October 1 and October 7th, that is just for one week. 603-283-6160. More Free Talk Live is coming up. This hour of Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. In addition to being one of the world's first cryptocurrencies, Dash was the first crypto project to have a decentralized autonomous organization that to this day continues to improve and promote Dash. Every month, 10% of the mining rewards go into a treasury. Anyone with one Dash to spend can put forward a proposal to the Dash masternodes. The masternodes vet the proposals and decide which ones move forward and are funded by that treasury. Nowadays, DAOs are plentiful, but Dash paved the way by doing it first nearly a decade ago. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges, including the decentralized Maya Protocol and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. Thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. Dash Dash.org.
And we're back. He says from a distance, 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 as if he's far, 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 away, away. Uh, it is Free Talk Live. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. It's Sunday night edition. Uh, Nikki, I'm sorry. I just can't get over how kick-ass your Misfits shirt is. Thank you. Uh, rarely do I see a long-sleeve Misfits shirt. Like, it's more common to see the, the regular T-shirts than the long yeah. sleeves. So. It usually is in general for, um, like, any band shirt. But yeah. I'm a big long, big fan of long sleeves because I'm a cold, cold gal. Well, and it's fall. Yeah. So, you know, it's yeah. getting to be that and season. And this is, you know, Misfits. It's very, like, very Halloween, Halloween very. fall vibes. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Yep. Yep. Usually you get the concert baseball tees. Remember yeah. those? They're yeah, like the black sleeves, but they're white. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah the and then for a while, too, like the hockey jerseys were very, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, even if, you know, you're like a band and you have nothing to do with hockey, but you'd have a band logo yeah. hockey shirt I, for sale on your merch table. You know, coincidentally, those are amazing to wear at concerts because they're very airy. So if you're getting all hot and sweaty, you know, it's yeah. it's very good. Well, Captain, didn't a friend of yours in a band, they had the flannel shirts? Yeah, that's true. Uh, there's a uh, Pearl Jam tribute band. Uh, one of my many friends named Steve uh, is the singer of said band, so he plays the part of Eddie Vedder in that band. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Anyway, um, they don't They don't have, I, they probably do have t-shirts, but you could never tell. They have one of these rolling racks with like a bunch of shirts on hangers. Uh, and that's their portable merch booth, so to speak. So they set up a table, and they've got stickers and all that kind of stuff, too. Uh, but, like, this rolling rack is just filled with different flannels. And then on the back of it is either, like, a, uh, uh, what do you call it, a silk screen logo. Or some of the expensive ones are embroidered wow. with oh. their logo. Their band is called Washed in Black. So if you're ever in the Seattle, Washington area, or sometimes they get outside of that area, the greater pacific northwest they, they'll go all the way into like idaho and uh all the way down to california stuff like that uh so if you're in that area uh go check out washington black they kick ass um but yeah flannels nothing but flannels right <laughs> that's pretty funny and and like already because they like pearl jam was a grunge band and people who come to see this tribute band of pearl jam are already sort of wearing flannels yeah. and if they're not then they buy one and so it's almost like it's their uniform that's so right. funny yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's totally One annoying. of the best wedding presents I got was a uh, a flannel that said "F the Feds" on the back. In yeah. in it, um, I've seen you wear this, and yes. I always smile whenever I see it because I it's wore it very, to court. It's very inobtrusive when you look at it until you get behind <laughs> you and you the, see the and it's the, so the funny. Thing. And I'm like, because yeah. even then, it's very like inconspicuous because it has like. The woodland, like the the tree line, and it's very, you know, it's very rustic. Yeah. And then it's just like in nice cursive writing. Yeah. So does it actually say F or does it say the it entire? It says the word. Oh, yeah, it okay. says the word. Yeah, we just we can't, can't say it. Yeah. yeah. You you know. And I was very careful too. I'm like, don't say the real word. Hey, uh, it is free talk live, and well, it's a call in show, so let's get to. Your calls and thoughts. We've got Dave Ridley from RidleyReport.com calling us. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live. <laughs> I like the trumpet sound instead of the meows. Is that that's like great. is that like your entrance music? No, that's that's the. I guess uh, it could be. That's the, that's be the show music. In, it'd be plagiarizing your entrance music. Meow, 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 meow. I thought you were just trying to take a take a hint from the midget wrestlers, who, oh, by the way, also had entrance music. 
Yeah. Like whenever a, a you know a new match started, they'd be like, and weighing in at you know ninety pounds or whatever it is, right? It's so and so from somewhere, and then like big music and yeah. Yeah. that kind of thing. It was great. pretty sweet. Anyway, go ahead, Dave. Uh, so thanks most recently to the efforts of Chris Wade over at thinkpenguin.com. Uh, I have uh, you know continued been able to continue uh, uh, running the Riddler report, doing you know traveling to bureaucrats and asking them questions. And um, thank you for your so service. I wanted to give you just a, a little bit of in- thank you. Yeah, to give you a little bit of information about like what the uh, what my latest adventures have been. Uh, but you know when when I went to to to, to Ian's sentencing, mm-hmm. uh, I, I one of the reasons I was able to go because it's, it's really difficult for me to travel because I do not own a vehicle and I live in the middle of nowhere. So I um, but I knew that if I went to that to, to Ian's sentencing, I could also go to a bunch of state house meetings. Um, and talk to a bunch of bureaucrats and politicians, right? Mm-hmm. So instead of actually going into the sentencing, I spent that time, while he was being sentenced, I spent that time asking state reps about Ian's case uh, and about their position on the federal government. Okay. Uh, so so the, um, one of the, <laughs> I got, you know, as with any, whenever I go in, that building actually is really, it, you know, people think of politics as just sort of drab, but this is, it's always interesting when I go in there. There's always something interesting, the, the, um, uh, at least as long as there's some hearings going on. So the first thing that happened is I run into a 19-year-old state rep, right, and I interview her. Uh, and um, Yeah, it's, it's not 19 years old or has been a state rep for 19 years? She was 19. A kid. Uh, I didn't even know. Rep. I thought you had to be older than that, no? Just 18? Well, I think you have to be 18. Yeah. She was hmm. elected when she was 18, so now wow. she's starting her first term. That's wow. pretty great. Uh, and um, she, I interviewed her about NH Exit and, you know, got her opinion on it. And she said she wasn't, she wasn't sure, you know, wasn't going to give an opinion until she knew more, uh, the, the idea of, of this New Hampshire independence legislation that we have coming up. Sure. Uh, and, um, you know, I talked to her about Ian's case a little bit, you know, how she felt about the federal relations, relations with the federal government. She was pretty, she was not very committal. You know, she was kind of, she didn't say anything red meat. She didn't say anything really super friendly. Um, she was just kind of like, uh, hmm, I don't know. But she just had to <laughs> watch it. She was, you know, uh, very professional. Uh, and, you know, after I finished interviewing her, she just sat there and listened to me for 10 minutes. Uh, just talking about the case and about my concerns with the federal what? government. I th- and that's not something I'll expect her to be doing in 20 or 30 years after she's burned out. On this point, at this point, she is definitely was very much interested in listening to people, even though like, I'm not one of her direct constituents either. So that was great. Well, that's, yeah, a, that that's, a, great. that's a job of a representative is to listen to yeah. the people you represent and bring those opinions to the state house. Now I, I do have to ask because, um, I, I know how this goes sometimes. Uh, occasionally a person, uh, at least me, in my experience in a professional situation, uh, I'll have a conversation with somebody about like some tech that I kind of already know about, and uh, but they don't know that I know. And <laughs> rather than interrupt them talking, I'll just sort of nod and smile while they explain to me something that I already know mm-hmm. uh, or otherwise tune out because I already know what they're about to tell me. So how do you know that this person was listening? rather than, you know, hearing. I mean, I didn't I didn't inflict a quiz on her. <laughs> right, but <laughs> usually there's mean. like things that yeah, people do. Yeah, like active do. listening cues. Yeah, they'll they'll uh res- you know like respond back or uh you know 
say something that you said back to you, but in a different way to, you know, confirm that they have heard you and that kind of stuff? Was this happening or was it nodding and smiling while you sort of uh, went on a rant? Mm -hmm. Well, all I know is that she she wasn't making an effort to let me say I wasn't making an effort to keep her listening to me. Okay, uh, it, it's just that you know, all I know is there's five other things she could have been doing at that moment, and instead she chose to stand there at least and look like she was listening to me, which is better than most politicians. <laughs> yeah, I mean sometimes yeah. it's even hard to find a friend to do that. You know what I mean? <laughs> to listen to you for ten minutes without either interrupting or I'm sorry, what? So, exactly. <laughs> My friends but, never uh, the, listen to me. You know, when, shortly after that, I interviewed another rep with similar questions. You know, what should you know? You know, what have you done to protect New Hampshire rights from the federal government? And she's like, well, she's kind of like that. I don't know that that's my role. I think maybe I'm supposed to collaborate with. Them. Wow. <laughs> said, oh, okay. So that's that uh. some questions. What exactly does that imply? Collaborating with the feds? And then I asked her some harder questions. She fled the scene as fast as she could. <laughs> Uh, I have to get to a community committee hearing uh, yeah, in two we, minutes. So I got to go. A lot of state reps don't like hard questions. And so then seems. I was able to pop. I was able to pop the Sununu rape camp question on another state rep. Um, What's the question? You, know, you guys may may know this. I call it the Sununu rape camp question because the John Sununu, John, I can't remember the the, the Sununu Youth Center. Um, in New Hampshire, there's this big scandal surrounding all oh, the terrible things that yeah. happened. To I've heard about this. In there. Yes. Yep. So uh, the you know the, I always want to know what did you do you know to protect the kids from the Sununu rape camp? You know that's what I asked this state rep, and he just he just stopped like he'd been hit by a brick, you know, and uh, and it, his answer to my question was stop filming me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, you're one of them. Said, uh, yeah. You know, see, I think how easy it would have been to say, not enough. You know, I didn't do enough. I'm yeah. paying attention to it now. Uh, I don't. I don't think the. You know that uh, the state is blameless. I'm. You know, keeping an eye on the situation. If you say something like that, you you think anyone's going to be angry at you for saying that? Um, you know, and you, and you don't have to have done anything, right? right. And it does kind of um, look bad. I think that response looks very bad, right? Even if he was like, oh, what are you talking about? I haven't heard of this. Like, can you educate me or something? Just saying, like, <laughs> stop recording me. That is like, sounds guilty. <laughs> stop recording. Yeah. Well, even that is connected to Ian because, you know, what was one of the things Ian's, I guess I called in about this, about the rape camp scandal at this detention center, right? You know? Um, and Ian said, well, I'm hoping you'll be able to get out there with your camera and ask people questions about that. And so while Ian was being thrown away, I was asking someone a question about this. So that feels good. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. That does feel good. Well done. Good job, Ben. That, uh, that was the first part of my adventure, but I'll call in some other time. I've been telling you about part two because I, I went on a really rampage. All right. <laughs> if uh, folks listening want to find you and your work, how do they do so? RiddleyReport.com. Awesome. Dot com. Dot com. <laughs> Thank you, Dave Ridley. We appreciate you. 603-283-6160 is the phone number if you'd like to join us here on this Sunday night edition of Free Talk Live. Let's go to more of your calls and thoughts. Uh, we've got uh, Butta. Butta calling in. It's Major Payne from Michigan. What's on your mind, Major? Hey, how you doing, guys? And Nikki. All right. Um, I got 
Well, I guess I got four quickies for you, and we can talk about this bank. About four? It. As far as that meow uh, entry, unless meow makes his cutting you guys a check. <laughs> Come on, enough's enough. <laughs> we'll be the decider. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm just one one voice out of the wilderness. Although your but, uh, uh, your your objection has been noted. Back in the back, I mean, you were talking about the midget wrestling too. Yep. Back in the day, they used to sick like six midgets on a full size one. Oh. Wrestling. Oh, that's pretty funny. That was pretty entertaining. Yeah, that, and I that's don't good. think he was so gruff as he just pick them up and throw them out of the arena or whatever, but. It's it like midget tossing, good. right? Right. So they like, do that too, yeah. I, yeah. And that's also a thing. But like, um, people are like, when I'm tell you know, just regular people that I bump into, like you know, you're at the bar, you're talking, like, ah, I'm going to midget wrestling, and you're like, you're going to exploit those poor little people, <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is what they do for a living, yeah. yeah. Right. This is their job. That's like going to a concert know? and being like, you're really going to exploit those poor musicians. Right. They want you. <laughs> yeah. they, that's why they're right. doing it. They want you yeah. to come. These it's guys, not like a circus where it's like animals. <laughs> yeah. These guys are are showmen well, for sure. So anyway. I've never seen a midget. I've never seen a midget that was slight. They're all like bulked up a little bit. Even if they're not, you know, working out and professional wrestlers, well, or these guys are jacked. I think they have to, yeah. right, to like a, fit their organs and their body. Yeah, what's that, Major? I said you're not going to see a twig boy midget. Yeah, I've never right. seen like a like a thin one, yeah, but like at the same beefy, time, yeah. like these guys were buff. I mean, toned, jacked, up, like man. jacked, up, like if they're not doing roids, they're doing mini roids or something, right? You know, I'm. <laughs> I, I don't micro roids. Well, micro roids. At one point, the guy was like trying to do push-ups, and the other guy stood on his hands and was doing push-ups. Yeah, handstand oh. push-ups hand push and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, cartwheels and backflips and yeah. lions and tigers and bears. Oh my, they're you know <laughs> athletes for you know what they are. You know, uh, so there you have it. Yeah, well, the, the closer you are to the ground, the easier it is to do you know somersaults and cartwheels and whatnot. <laughs> and you ain't got to fall to fire down in the Iraqi down either. <laughs> But the other the other couple ones you guys were talking about, Mark Twain's uh, quote about arguing with a fool. Yeah. I got the Webster's Dictionary of Quotes here, and I think I'll probably trust that more than I will that guy, thing you pulled off the internet. <laughs> Twain said, never argue with a fool. Onlookers not be, may not be able to tell the difference. Well, that's also <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's, another quote. Yeah. yeah, that's another quote. Yeah. Right. And the the uh, the one you were reaching for is where's Bob's your uncle come from? I'm pretty sure that was Benny Hill. Mm, that's Benny not Hill. the one I was reaching right. for, but Bob's I, your uncle and Fanny's your aunt. Uh, yeah, I know that. Uh, uh, I know that they did use that at least on some of the British comedies. Benny Hill, Major, you're probably old enough to remember a, a British sort of a late night sort of show adjacent to Benny Hill called Dave Allen at Large. Mm, nah, yeah, that doesn't yeah, okay. ring a bell. I might not. Have, I might not have had a station and got that back in the day. No, yeah, that's all right. Uh, but yeah, it certainly is a, a a British term, and I I don't know the etymology of it. But uh, if I have time, I'll look it up. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of a curious quote. Who the hell's Bob? <laughs> you know, I mean, I've heard jokes about you know turning the guy with no arms and no legs and putting him out in the water. <laughs> Oh, what do you Bob, call him? His name's Bob, Bob, right? Yeah. What do you call a guy with no arms and no legs who hangs on a wall? Art. Uh, Art. Art. Yep. What do you call his father? Uh, I don't know. Pop Art. Pop. <laughs> Pop. <laughs> Anything else, Major? Um, well, as far as this bank debacle and them firing everybody, 
Yeah. They're planning on getting this government crypto online. It's not crypto. Seems to me they're going to have to go rehire all the fools they just fired. Yeah. it's What the government's doing is not crypto. It's the CBDC. I just want to be clear to our listeners about that. I know you get it, Major. Uh, but like, I don't oh, want to. Yeah, I, I don't want to confuse our listeners into thinking that the government is adopting crypto. They're not. They're trying to create a digital currency which that is expires. That expires, which is different than a cryptocurrency. All right, a cryptocurrency yeah, has think- has no one in control of it, whereas this would be controlled exclusively by the government. I think it was on PBS. I heard him pushing a narrative that uh, if you got crypto, then the government could access your bank accounts, or if you got this government crypto, they couldn't access your bank accounts. They were trying to put a twist on it where it was security-based, you know, mm-hmm. and we all know that's a bunch of horse feathery. It certainly is. Uh, the British comedy space TV series I was thinking about, Red Dwarf. Red oh. Dwarf. Yeah, that did not come up in all of my uh, yeah, searching. It's, it's one of the, I mean, it's popular amongst, well, we'll just say the, the nerd crowd, I guess, cultural nerds, in the not, UK. not technical nerds, right? So, like, if you mention stuff like, uh, uh, you know... Like Trekkies? Uh, yeah, Trekkies, Star Trek... Yeah. Um, Star Wars people. Star Wars, Firefly, stuff like that. Red Dwarf frequently comes up as one of those that, that the nerds... Uh, Battlestar like, Galactica? Yeah, that kind of stuff. <laughs> if you go to, like, a Comic-Con or something, there'll oh, yeah. be somebody that used to be on uh, Red Dwarf. There'll be people dressed up as characters from Red Dwarf at any of these Comic-Cons and stuff like that, so... Mm. There you have it. But that's where it sounds I... like it'd be a good name for one of those midget wrestlers. <laughs> right. yeah. well, Bob's your yeah. uncle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bob's your uncle. Right back to midget wrestling. Right? <laughs> you know. Major, thank you for the call tonight. We appreciate you. 603-283-6160 if you'd like to join us. What do you call a guy with no arms and no legs and a pile of leaves? Russell. Oh. What do you call a guy with no arms? Or no, what do you call a girl with one leg longer than the other? Uh Eileen. Oh my gosh. Wow. We are spiraling towards perfection. Here. What do you call a cow? A cow with two legs longer than the other two? Uh, I don't know. Lean beef. Wow. Wow. Yeah. What yeah. do you call a cow with no legs? Ground beef. Ground beef. Yeah, 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 right. yeah, yeah. Yeah. These are like dad Probably jokes. These totally are dad good. jokes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 603-283-6160. So... Uh, where were we with regards to our show prep? I don't remember. Oh, we're talking about the bank. banks the and how awful they are. Oh, they're they're shutting down branches and laying people off, uh, a bunch of them just in one week. Uh, branches have been closing at a frightening pace for quite some time now, uh, according to the author. And this is what I alluded to before we even started reading this article, uh, that the, these banks have been on sort of a uh, closing branch and firing people uh you know mission for some time they're just not doing it all in once so that you don't get frightened right right they're trying to mitigate they don't want a bank run they you know all this kind of thing right. so uh i'm not a financial advisor or an attorney but uh if you're, you're asking attorney. me if you're asking me <laughs> what to do with your money i might suggest you get it out of the banks and into something else. Yeah, literally anything else. Gold banks. Maybe multiple different things. Gold, silver, copper, property, you know. A tractor. Uh, musical instruments, yeah. rare art. I mean, anything that's going to hold its value uh, will hold its value more so than the U.S. dollar at this point. 
So uh, that's just, you know, it's not financial advice. It's just something I might say if you were to just ask friendly, me. Friendly, advice. friendly yeah, advice. Yeah, friendly. Just, from the captain. What, what I might do to in your, your position. Your friend, the captain. <laughs> friendly neighborhood captain. <laughs> Unless you live under a rock, the story continues. I'm sure. Some people do. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I'm sure that you have noticed this happening in your own local area. For many Americans, a trip to the bank is no longer just a few minutes away. And the banks are also laying off staggering numbers of workers in 2023. The largest American banks have been quietly laying off workers all year long. And some of the deepest cuts are yet to come. Even as the economy has surprised forecasters with its resilience, uh, I don't think it really has. It's just all <laughs> manufactured crap. Uh, lenders have cut headcount or announced plans to do so, with the key exception being J.P. Morgan Chase, the biggest and most profitable U.S. bank. Pressured by the impact of higher interest rates on the mortgage business, Wall Street dealmaking and funding costs, the next five largest U.S. banks have cut a combined 20,000 positions so far this year, according to their own company filings. The banking industry is in trouble, big trouble, and this is happening at a time when economic conditions are steadily deteriorating. In fact, we just learned that the conference board's index of the leading economic indicators has now fallen for 18 months in a row. Well, let's give it one more month. You guys see remember, what happens. You guys remember the definition of a recession? Uh, like, no, there's you know, no this, such definition. This thing, I this think, thing no. ha, you know, it has to fall for like you know two months consecutively, two, qu- two consecutive quarters, quarters or of, so of negative months, GDP. Eighteen months is far more than that. So right. is this a depression yet? <laughs> Well, Well, I mean, you can look at the inverted yield curve and you can also look at, you know, mortgage rates Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, treasury. Like there's there's so many different ways that you could point different things to the economy. Right. It's I you know I always say it's dead. It just hasn't fallen over yet. Well, that's what this is saying. Like I'm drunk. I haven't had the hangover yet. uh, We were talking about the the Hoovervilles on Friday. Yes, we were. So and you know this sort of leads right into that the conference board leading economic index or LEI for the United States declined by 0.7% in September 2023 to 104.6 following the decline of 0.5% in August the LEI is down 3.4% over a 6 month period between March and September uh, an improvement from its 4.6 contract contraction over the previous 6 months in September the LEI for the U.S. fell again in September, marking a year and a half of consecutive monthly decline since April of 2022. So this is uh, sort of an aggregate of all the economic indicators you were talking about. Right. Uh, and, you know, sort of somebody's interpreting what they mean, uh, giving it a point score. And so that's how they come to these conclusions that says, nonetheless, the conference board forecasts that this trend will not be sustained for much longer. And a shallow recession is likely in the first half of 2024. A shallow. Yeah, because all you bankers are so shallow. Yeah, you can't dig a six-foot grave. You can only dig us a three-foot grave. Instead of doing right by your customers, uh, all you're doing is disrupting uh, the entire economy. So, yeah, there you have it. Uh, Let's see. A wide array. Oh, sorry. During the first nine months of this year, the number of commercial Chapter 11 bankruptcies was 61% higher wow. than it was during the same period a year ago. I'm not surprised. A wide array of U.S. businesses have struggled this year. In the first nine months of 2023, commercial Chapter 11 bankruptcies have soared 61% year over year to 4,553 
according to Epic Bankruptcy, which provides U.S. bankruptcy data. 61%. Let that, num- let that number sink in for a moment, guys. Yeah, foreclosures are also up 34% compared to the same time in 2022. You do the math. I was told there'd be no math here on Free Talk Live. 603-283-6160. Hour number two is coming up. Protection. Eleutheromania. The insatiable desire for freedom. Filibuster. Holy state. It's the new three-song heavy metal EP from Captain Kickass. Available now on your favorite music app or get it directly from CaptainKickass.com. You can listen for free over at freetalklive.com or on your favorite radio station. We're on, I don't know, 180 or so radio stations. So uh, Free Talk Live is the name of the show. The telephone number, if you want to call, 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's me, Captain. Steve Classic. And Nikki. Uh, before we go on, I want to say thank you to Steve Smith. Uh, Steve Smith is a silver level amplifier. What does that mean? Well, that means Steve likes the show enough, wants to see the show get on more radio stations, get the message of freedom out to more people. Uh, like I said, we're on like 180. Uh, we could be on you know, 200, 250, 300, 350. None of that's out of the question. Steve Smith gives us $5 a month. To advertise, market, promote, and support Free Talk Live, or AMPS, AMPS, as we like to call it. You can find out all about the AMPS program over at amps.freetalklive.com. Um, it's a Patreon type of setup over there. So once you start contributing, uh, there are some little perks, benefits, if you will, of being an amplifier. We only ask for five bucks. You can give more. And if you do, there's different levels of mm-hmm. you know perks and stuff that you get for that. And the captain will read your name on the air. Yeah, I, eventually. I never actually <laughs> mentioned that as one of the perks, but one of the things that you get for being an amplifier is that we say things like, thank you to Steve Smith for being a silver level amplifier right. tonight. That's why I'm an amplifier, and I've been waiting. I'm just kidding. I'm not. <laughs> Are you an amplifier, really? I'm, I'm not. No. Not on that list. No. I, I own amplifiers. <laughs> uh, I have contributed previously before the Patreon setup, uh, but, uh, you know, it was under a different name. Now I'm amplifying right now. Now it's sweat equity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm, I'm putting I, the hard yeah. work. Captain does plenty. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Gets early, leaves late. Anyway, you can find out more about the AMPS program. Amps.freetalklive.com. Thank you again, Steve Smith, for your support. We appreciate you. Uh, so we're going to segue off of the, uh, uh, the fact that there's a, a new economic crisis and that it's here. Uh, the author of this article uh, thinks that uh, things are going to get a whole lot worse 
so he says to enjoy these last few days of relative stability while you can, because war in the Middle East will soon plunge the entire global economy into a state of great turmoil. I posted this article to all of our social medias, so if you want to read it yourself, feel free. I know the article said that that interest rates are high right now. They're actually historically normal right now. Uh, Not for mortgages, they're not. What? Mortgages are 8%, bro. Right. That's high. No, that's not. Historically, that is not very high. So I think they just abruptly jumped up there. So right. I think that's why people are really like, whoa. But I know um, one of our neighbors was like, well, who cares? Because we were like, oh, yeah, the interest rate, though. And he's like, who cares? When I bought this house in 1980, the interest rate was like 12 or 14%. Right, right. right. So, yeah, the 80s. It, I mean, I remember, geez, like. Even yeah, but the a, value of the dollar was through the roof compared to today at that interest rate. Uh, right, so. right. So, but, but I think rates have been kept artificially too low. Money's been too cheap for Wall Street. To, to get money mm-hmm. and and now uh, there's uh, you know every like the corporate debt restructuring they have to restructure debt every two years so the so during the pandemic mm-hmm. all these corporations loaded up on debt yep. and they bought it cheap yep. well it's gonna it's gonna come due to being uh mm-hmm. you know reserviced yeah. at a higher interest rate and they're gonna go oh we can't do that yeah. and then well and, and let's not let's not forget the um uh, the corporate uh, i'm trying to remember the term for it it's all of the the office space that commercial real estate, commercial real estate. Yes. Thank right. you. Uh, all of the office space that uh, has not, you know, since COVID they're like, Oh, well we don't, we discovered we can do all this work from yeah, home exactly. with all of our people. We don't need to keep this large office. We don't need to pay this lease right. anymore. So all yeah. of that stuff is and about they, to come due. And they want to turn those into apartments. So there it's like, Oh, this is perfect for your C40 or 15 minute city. You're right. You just hey, put them all in those high rise apartments. Yeah. So so that's on the brink as well. Uh, you know, fueling further speculation of a financial collapse. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been talking about on Free Talk Live. You know, a number of hosts have been talking about how it's not a question of when or if, but a question <laughs> of when. Yeah. Right. It's not a question of if, but a question of, of when. when. Math says that you know because we've entered the fiat phase of the empire. That financial collapse is inevitable. Right. Open a history book. Every empire in history that has collapsed has had a financial collapse. Then they got to take us to war. And the financial <laughs> collapse begins usually soon after they move to completely fiat currency. Mm-hmm. When their yeah. currency is no longer backed by has anything. Has that happened in the past? Oh, a bunch of times. Every empire. I didn't know that. I thought R- everybody go, always go used like gold or silver or something real. Go look at Rome and and uh, they're like the shining example of turning yeah. to fiat currency, right? Uh, they had gold coins, but they started shaving little bits off of them and making more coins out of those little bits, but spending them as if they were worth the same amount of money, oh. right? And then eventually, yeah, that really doesn't make sense. And then That's eventually, like worse they than started the they started coating things like wood or you know other metals that weren't you know valuable at all or rocks or whatever they could coating them with gold and then passing those off as gold coins when they really weren't. Right. It's kind of like the kind of like you know original silver coins, right. and then they just put nickel plating and copper and right now it's you know even the even a zinc penny yep. you know the, the pre-1982 they were made of 100 percent copper so a pre-1982 yep. penny is probably worth about three cents right now in terms of copper value yep but i <laughs> i don't know can i say this i i needed to, i needed i needed washers 
Oh, yeah. To, to put some screws with a washer. Like, the washers are five cents. So you just drill through a zinc penny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Use it as a washer. Use it as a washer. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I remember that's growing up, uh, my aunt and her pool, she had, like, the liner. They used pennies oh. to, uh, and I remember, like, as a kid, I thought that was the funniest thing. Uh, they what? they used it to, like, um, pin in the pool liner in place. Like they, they put it in between, it decorative? like decorative, or was the, it was it structural? Or was it decorative? No, it was structural. Well, like not a, really like structural, a shim, but right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like in between the ground, it was an in-ground pool, but in between the ground and the uh, the pool liner thing that right. was it had yeah. to be held up by pennies. Yeah, well, it was the, it was just in between, just because it needed a little bit of space, like a right. little cushion there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. a little shim. Yeah, penny yeah. shims. Yeah, <laughs> I, I bring it up all the time when we talk about pennies, but uh, you could buy a. Uh, a bag full of uh, plastic <laughs> pennies for a dollar twenty nine. A yes. hundred pennies for a dollar twenty nine. I've seen them for more than that. I've seen them for four bucks for a hundred pennies. Hundred so plastic maybe, pennies maybe, is more um, expensive than a hundred pennies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is, this awesome. is how ridiculous uh, government money is. So uh, anything you can do, uh, or anything I can do to get out of government money. Uh, is something that I'm looking very carefully at, and if not already doing. Uh, so at any rate, generally speaking, we have. Do we have a number two? Story? You got some? No, I'm looking up the uh, plastic pennies. Yeah, a set of 100 plastic coins, twelve ninety nine. Twelve ninety nine. That's inflation, huh? <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's like here, kid. Just have a hundred pennies. <laughs> Right. No kidding, like, right? I'll put them in a Ziploc or something, right? You know, put a sticker on it. Be like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Call it fake money either way, right? Prop money. It's great. <laughs> um, so we do have a number two story tonight. <sighs> uh, now, this will sound familiar to some of you who listen regularly on Sunday nights, but near as we can tell, this is a different incident. <laughs> <laughs> Easy jet flight canceled because of defecation Again? incident. Again. This is a trending uh you know thing that's going on. An easy jet flight was canceled and its passengers made to disembark after someone on board the aircraft apparently defecated on the airplane bathroom floor. So the last, the last, the last, the last one we covered was like all up and down the aisle. <laughs> yeah, right. This oh, one's that, like, slightly more contained. Too, yeah. In that article, it was so funny. Like they were just, it was a mess, and it was like a different points of views of like different passengers <laughs> and like flight attendants, and they're mm-hmm. like, oh, it was an explosion. Right. It was everywhere. Yeah. It was a biohazard, wasn't it? Yeah. It was like they said, yeah. it was a biohazard. Well, that's why they have to get off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they they turned the plane around in that story, but in this story. Uh, apparently the flight was canceled and passengers made to disembark after someone on board apparently defecated on the bathroom floor. The flight on Sunday evening from the Spanish island of Tenerife to London Gatwick had already been delayed by several hours. Aaron Gadu, a passenger on board, told CNN Travel that the flight had already run into trouble pre-departure when the scheduled plane was switched out for a smaller aircraft, meaning some customers were turned away at boarding. Those who did make it on board two hours after the scheduled departure then had to wait on the ground for more than an hour while bags were offloaded because of the aircraft being overweight. As the delay extended, the atmosphere on the packed flight was characterized by suspense and anger, Gadu said. 
Easy jet planes as they are just aren't very comfortable. It's just a basic seat with okay-ish legroom, so everyone was just a bit tense, he said. Then, the pilot finally gave the all-clear, and he said that it'll be about 20 minutes until departure, recalled Yadu. And that's when the incident happened with the defecation. <laughs> the incident. The incident. <laughs> I love that. Uh, when I was in uh, doing heavy metal bands in the Seattle area, uh, one of the things we'd say uh, was like we're interviewed by people, you know, local rags or that kind of a thing. Uh, like, they're like, well, tell us about some of the. Well, we can't talk about that because we haven't been let back in there since the incident. It's the, the incident. incident. And they're like, oh, what's the incident? We can't tell you. It's, yeah. right? it's just this fictitious thing that nobody knows anything about. <laughs> the incident. Yeah, the incident. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so that's when the incident happened with the defecation. <laughs> a very uncomfortable experience is the quote. They have a picture of some planes here that are unrelated to uh, anything we've talked about. Uh, Gator said he was seated in the middle of the aircraft, but saw two passengers visit the front airplane bathroom. Then word spread that someone had defecated on the bathroom floor. An unpleasant smell followed. <laughs> An unpleasant. <laughs> I I don't rate these things. I just read them to you. Wow. No one was happy about this situation, said Gator, <laughs> but he says most believe the incident was an accident. <laughs> I mean, quote unquote, like when your kid, you know, wet yeah. his has pants an or something. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, I had an accident. Yeah. Like, I, I, is this yeah. what well, happened? This person probably had an accident. Everyone was being polite to each other. There was no fighting amongst the passengers. He said it was just a very uncomfortable experience. Obviously, the plane was in an unsanitary state, <laughs> so they had to get external cleaners out from the airport to clean it. So that's when the stairs reconnected. And the cleaners came on to deep clean the flooring. Wouldn't it be funny if they, uh, like, it caused a fight? And they're like, who did it? And they're, like, trying to figure out. And they're, like, all trapped on the plane until it lands or whatever. There's, or... there's a brawl. Yeah. It was you. It was you, wasn't it? Mr. Hanky. Gotta <laughs> Mr. Get, Hanky. Gotta get these turds off my MF and plane. <laughs> right, a little Sam Jackson in there. Yeah. Uh, according to Gaydu, passengers remained in their seats during the cleaning process. Yeah. Afterward, the captain, not me, the captain of the <laughs> aircraft told the plane's occupants they would have to disembark in an announcement captured on video by another passenger, Kitty Streak. That's K I T T Y Streak with two E's, no oh, A. Two E's. Wow. Uh, who shared the video on Twitter. It was very frustrating, Streak told CNN Travel. We obviously can't prove whether the person simply had an accident. Or if they had done this out of anger for the delayed flight. <laughs> that would be funny. Like, oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, you MFers? You're yeah. going to delay my flight? Right. You're going to run a crampy pen? Oh, yeah? yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll show, show you. you. Right, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, like the whole crapping thing. Crapping on your boss's windshield. <laughs> yeah, or desk, like when uh, you yeah. quit. You yeah. Know, you leave a, a pre- we did a story about or, that uh, once where like somebody did that, but they got arrested, of course. Yeah. Well, it's like the what office. The, um... the show, the show The Office, they did something like that. Did you get that package I left for you? <laughs> <laughs> somebody was telling oh, me a story. <laughs> somebody was telling There's me a-, a story. You can. Uh, <laughs> this is a thing where you poop in the top part of the toilet. It's an upper deck. Oh yeah, upper yeah, decker. Upper decker. That's yeah. what it's called. Someone told me that they really did that. They quit their like office job that they hated or whatever, <laughs> and they were like, you know what? And then you don't think to look there, so it just smells. <laughs> so I I don't recommend anybody doing this, but the proper method of delivering this is. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you, you you have to drain the top tank completely. 
So if you, you don't know, this? if you don't know how to do this, uh, I've been told. Don't, oh, okay. don't ask. All right, all right. So I've been yeah. told. I saw it on the internet. Uh, yes, that's that's what <laughs> it was. I've it. seen it on the internet. Uh, so what you have to do is you have to drain the tank. Like it's easy to do if you know how to do it. Like you you, you flush the, the plunger, toilet, right? but you you get the plunger to you push the plunger down before the tank fills. Yeah. and then the tank is empty. Then you leave your business in the empty tank and just put the cover back on. Yeah. so it sits there and stinks. Right, because if you do it in the water, it's not gonna. You know what I mean? Yeah. The water is gonna kind of cover it up a little bit or whatever. So <laughs> you have to empty the tank first. Then take care of your business. Then you know, make sure the tank is empty. Then put the oh, lid back man. on, and then the next person who goes to use the toilet, if there's already water, it might flush or whatever. But it's going to create a thing. And you're like, what's going on? And you, oh, somebody, you've been upper decked. Wow. Yeah. Oh man. Would you like to have a disclaimer saying that you do not recommend that you do this at home? I I said that. Oh, okay. In, at the beginning, but okay. yes, yes. Uh, your disclaimer applies at the end as well. Okay, good. Ah, you uh, do whatever you like. <laughs> And, and Your mileage may add, vary. Now I've got to add to the show notes uh, how to perform a proper the upper deck. Another good one, but um, you can't do that on a plane because I think those things. There's no no. It's, it's like just, a space toilet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. It's, it's the loudest noise ever. That's why he had he had to do it on the floor. <laughs> Didn't want to flush it. So noisy. He was there. like, "Can't do the upper decker. I'll do the lower decker. <laughs> the the decker. The deck. Yeah, just." <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's great. It was very frustrating, Streak told CNN Travel. We uh, we already read that. Uh, it was another 30 minutes or so before passengers deplaned, according to Gaydu. He said he was put up at a hotel overnight around a 45-minute drive from the airport before boarding a specially scheduled rescue flight the rescue following day. Flight. They could have oh swam from that island to London. Jeez. No word How many on... hours did they spend on the ground and, like, Hours and then forty-five minutes to a hotel, and no word on the condition of the bathroom on the rescue flight. <laughs> EasyJet confirmed the initial delays of flight EZY eight hundred five four on October fifteenth occurred due to safety reasons. Quote, oh. Oh. Some bags were offloaded to be carried on the next available flight for safety reasons due to the aircraft being overweight. It said in a statement, the flight was subsequently delayed overnight. Due to the aircraft requiring additional cleaning, the statement continues. We provided hotel accommodation for all customers. However, as there was a limited nearby hotel availability in the area, we also advised any customers who booked their own that they would be reimbursed. The safety and well-being of our customers and crew is blah, 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 blah. I really hate these statements. I'm going to read it just so that you all know. It's corporate speech. It's just so, uh, it makes me sick. The safety and well-being of our customers and crew is EasyJet's highest priority. And while this was outside of our control, we would like to apologize to customers for the inconvenience caused. Your call is important to us. Please hold. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, after NFL football Sunday, all the coaches sound exactly the same. Yeah. Well, you know, we needed to do more to score more points. And, uh, well, we didn't have really good pad level during the game. And, you know, they use all these, like, phrases and euphemisms that every coach uses. If you just watch all the coaches' interviews, like, from any given Sunday, like, all of them, they're all basically the same thing. Yeah. Right? And if they're not, if they're not, then you hear coaches repeat some of that stuff the next week. Right, right. right. Well, it's like getting back to the banks they, or, or any any uh, business. It's like negative growth. 
Well, that's a good way of saying that yeah, we're losing, lost growth. Money. We're losing yeah. money. It's negative growth. Negative growth. Like, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's corporate speak. Uh, Sunday's flight cancellation follows several recent disruptive incidents involving bodily fluids on board airplanes. More incidents. In September, a Delta Airlines flight from Atlanta to Barcelona was forced to turn around after the passenger had... Diarrhea. Explosive. Explosive diarrhea, I think. Yes, that's the story we covered. Uh, Earlier that month, Air Canada issued an apology after two passengers who were told to sit in seats that hadn't been cleaned properly after being covered in vomit during an earlier flight. And that's the, the best part about that is, like, you know how all of the airlines after COVID, they're like, oh, we are extra sanitizing everything. And now you can't even get a seat without vomit on it. Keeping you safe. <laughs> Safety is our first priority. Yeah. Yeah. CNN Travel has also reported on an incident on board Air France flight from Paris to Toronto in which a passenger discovered potentially toxic blood and feces left over from an incident from a previous flight underneath his seat. Another, another incident. These incidents. A lot of incidents, yeah. 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 Uh, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Are you flying? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I'm not flying. Are you flying? I'm not flying. I don't. I don't. I, fl- I don't fly just because I, of the TSA. Y- yes, yeah. I have. That I have right stopped there, my flying since the TSA was invented. Some places yeah. you just have to fly to, though. But like, I mean, I did move here, and I did that by flying. Right, I put all my stuff in one of these uh, portable on-demand storage yeah. containers, and and shipped my stuff before yeah. I left. I sold my car in Seattle, uh, used that for, you know, the travel money and that mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Uh, and so then I flew out to New Hampshire. So I did fly. I had to go through all the TSA crap. Yeah. and Mail opt out. And, did you yeah. go through the barbecue scanner? I did, yeah. Uh, and I hate good. doing it, too, because, I mean, maybe I'm oversensitive. Maybe I expect there to be. But, like, I always feel like like I become a little warmer when I get out of that thing. And, like, as I'm putting my shoes on after I get out of that thing, like, my temperature rises. I yeah. Probably, sweat yeah, you just a got bit. radiation well, yeah, it's, yeah. It's shot hitting at you. With, you. It's yeah. hitting you with terahertz waves that's basically yeah. getting a 360 body print of you so they yeah. could use this yeah. in malls and so grocery stores. So I always stores. have this physical reaction, always. I mean, I've done it twice, right? Yeah. So, like, yeah. the two times right. I've gone through the barbecue, uh, I've had the same reaction, right? And I did it the second time just to see. Right. All, all the yeah. other times I'll do the opt out and right. whatever, yeah. and, you know, that kind of thing. But like, I just wanted to see, was it, was I just having a bad health day that day or like, no. do I get the, no, it was the same exact symptoms yeah. both times. Uh, and I was otherwise feeling perfectly fine, yeah. you know, no other ailments or anything like that. But getting out of that thing, like my temperature rose, I felt a little lightheaded, right? You know, right. Uh, maybe I'm oversensitive to things, but like, that's how I feel every Normally, time I go through uh, one of those. my temperature rises because I'm usually fighting with them. <laughs> well, okay. But like, I but no, I that's like- how I like justify it. I'm like, well, if I can just harass all these people. For harassing me and right. having a dumb job, right. it'll kind of make it not as bad. Right, because like, I like going places. I like traveling. So, like, I a lot of the places I go, I'm not going to take a boat to France. You know what yeah. I mean? I might I'm, not gonna, I'm not even going to, you know, drive to Mexico or whatever. I want to, you know, like a cruise ship. Like, no, to, like, I'm not a fan of cruises. Know, Never uh, been on one. Don't want to be on one. Yeah. I don't know. Getting sick on a cruise ship? No thanks. And, like, uh, back in the day, airplane travel used to be, like, luxurious right. and yeah. full service. Now it's now, a chore. Yeah, you have to now, get there, like, three hours early. Now it's basically Greyhound in the sky. Yeah. 603-283-6160. More Free Talk Live is coming up. It's the Sunday Night Edition. 
the Free State Project has reached its goal of 20,000 liberty lovers who've pledged to move to New Hampshire and get active to achieve liberty in our lifetime. Perhaps you're trying to figure out what part of New Hampshire should be your destination. If so, consider Keene. You'll find more than 150 reasons to move to Keene at move.freekeene.com. Keene is famous for its historic, publicity-generating activism, as well as being the liberty media capital of the world. It's home to freekeene.com, New Hampshire's destination for liberty activism, news, and opinion. For years, we've been compiling over 150 reasons to move to Keene at move.freekeene.com, where you'll learn about some of what's happening here and what makes Keene a great place to live. If you love liberty, you'll probably enjoy anywhere you end up in the Shire. But do your due diligence first. Please visit move.freekeen.com for the full list of over 150 reasons to move to Keene. That's move.freekeen.com. Switch it up a little bit. It know. is Free Talk Live. Free here Talk Here on the Live. BBC. No, it's not. And Bob's it's your not uncle. The BBC. Bob's your uncle. <laughs> <laughs> and Fanny's your aunt. <laughs> Fanny's your aunt. Do they say Fanny. aunt or aunt or auntie? Aunt? I don't know. That's a good question. Mm. If you're British, 603-283-6160. <laughs> do you say aunt, aunt, auntie, anti? Aunt. Yeah. What do you say? Uh, I had a song uh, that I wrote uh, in my heavy metal days called Antagonize. Right, the word you know. Oh, Ant-agonize. but but I changed it to in one of the printings a u n t space agonize, Aunt right? as if it were a person. Oh, I right. were calling. I were calling out. Right. Her first name being, is agonize. No, her last name is agonize. Oh, or Ew. maybe her first name is agonize. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. You're just yeah. you know she's your mom's sister and she brings you a lot of grief and so she's aunt agonize or aunt agonize, aunt agonize, depending on how you want to pronounce it. So cool. Yeah. Uh, so we covered <laughs> the number two story. Or of course. Uncovered. Yes. <laughs> that again. I cleaned it up. Yeah, clean it up. Um, I, I, I keep talking about heavy metal, so let's move on to this from blabbermouth.net. Of course. Um, Steve, I know, knows this band. Are you familiar with the band called Wasp? Yes. Very well. But wait, they are W. ASP. But it's not WASP. It's W period A period. It is. Yeah. So what does it stand for? Uh, it depends on who you ask. Oh. Is that um, like swag? Uh, well, <laughs> it could be like, it's like there's many definitions for the acronym for KISS, right? Like KISS oh. uh, was, I think the most popular one is like Knights in Satan's Service, right? I didn't really? know that I KISS was an that. acronym. Well, that's the legend, the but like... But like what what I heard or read, actually a quote from Gene Simmons was the reason we're called Kiss is because they wouldn't print f- the f word. Oh, they wanted to call on, their band on the album cover. Yeah, they wanted to call their album their band the f word. Really? Right. That rhymes with truck. 
Yeah. Right, you know, but yeah. they, but that's the, a horrible like band the, name. The though. label wouldn't, you know, whatever the, the music industry so wouldn't allow them. Yeah. So they went with kiss instead. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's the legend. That sounds very spinal yeah. tapish. So wasp, uh, I'm trying to remember the ones that I've heard. Uh, we are, I, we are sexually perverted. We are Satan's, uh, people or something like that. Wow. Like there's a whole bunch of different supposed acronyms. For it, uh, I'll allow our listeners to go look that up for themselves if they want to know. But um, he did an interview recently and Blabbermouth.com, or I'm sorry, Blabbermouth.net uh, posted the interview from, uh, well, they posted it today, apparently. Uh, Blackie Lawless, who's been the lead singer, main songwriter for Wasp for mm, 40 years, maybe. Jeez. Been around yeah. a long time. Yep. Uh, in an interview with Metal Shop, Wasp frontman Blackie Lawless spoke about how he was affected by his experience with the PMRC. So back in the 80s, uh, Tipper Gore, Al Gore's wife, uh, started this organization called the PMRC, the Parental Music Resource oh, Center. Oh, yes. Okay. More than three and a half decades ago. Uh, and they published a list called the Filthy Fifteen. Uh, this list consisted of the top 15 songs they wanted to ban due to objectionable lyrics suggesting, in their opinion, violence, sex, drugs, alcohol, or the occult. And I remember um, during the, I don't know if it was a hearing or what it was, but they had D. Snyder that was, talk on that it. That was the hearing. Absolutely epic. Frank Zappa actually was sort of the behind the scenes coach yeah. of all of this. Which makes sense because up. he's such like an evil genius, right? Totally is. Like, yeah. And he wrangled up people like D. Snyder and Blackie Lawless to take yeah. part in the congressional hearings so about this. I didn't know that Blackie Lawless also like spoke at the hearing. I just saw the D. Snyder video. In the D. Snyder video, video was right he was so well spoken i was very impressed oh yeah d did a great and you job. know like no one's i mean he goes on stage you know with the makeup and it's twisted sister like you don't expect that from yeah. them um but he was very well spoken and i what sucks it was great what sucks about d snyder is he did all this stuff to stand up for free speech uh, particularly in music, to stand up yeah. against this obviously political uh, shaming, blackmail, yeah. you know, whatever you want to call it, blackballing, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Attempt at censorship, attempt at taking away your rights to listen to whatever the heck you want to listen to. Uh, he did such a great job at that. Fast forward a few decades later, when he's all fat and sassy and rich, sitting on fat his ass sassy, in his yeah. in his mansion. Here comes COVID, and he's all, "No, you guys got to mask up." Go get it's your shot, man. So many I'm not going to take it with you not getting your shot. Right? Yeah. yeah, so many musicians did that. I mean, uh, Rage Against the Machine. Oh, I know. It's, it's so disappointing. Total sellout. They're now the I machine, mean, yeah. yeah, Rage for the Machine. Right. So at any rate, uh, the PMRC, which was Tipper Gore's organization, uh, published the Filthy Fifteen, and they petitioned for lyrics to be printed on the album jackets, and that, and they said no one was safe. Heavy metal, heavy metal acts were right there alongside with regular pop stars. ACDC, Madonna, Motley Crue, Judas Priest, Prince, Wasp, Merciful Fate, Vanity, Def Leppard, Cyndi Lauper, and Twisted Sister all made the Filthy 15 list. Even really? Cyndi Lauper? Yeah. Well, for what? what for what song? You go look it up. Well, in November of 1985, the RIAA, also a very hated organization known as the Recording Industry Association of America, 
agreed to put parental advisory explicit lyrics labels on selected releases at their own discretion. So basically... Voluntary. Well, somebody said, okay, RIA, you know, you can put these stickers, right? <laughs> this thing backfired. Like, yeah, because then that became it, the cool thing. It increased sales. You know? Right. Yeah. yeah. So like, mo- like if you wanted to sell more records, you put parental advisory explicit lyrics, even right. if there were none. Right. On on your album, and it would sell more than it would had you not. Oh, put so this you didn't on. even have to. I, it was have, voluntary. Like, it was voluntary, but if even if you had the cleanest record in the world, you put that on there, people would buy it. Well, just and depending it's, on what genre, right, yeah. and like who your target audience is. If your target audience is teenagers and young adults, then yeah, put throw it on there. So the reason I'm bringing this particular article in today is because what well, we've heard D. Snyder's, you know, version of you know how it affected him and how he got into it. We've yes, we've heard um, uh, Zappa's yep. uh, bit about it. We've heard I can't remember who else it was. Uh, somebody from maybe Judas Priest uh, piped in at some point, but I've never heard anything from Blackie Lawless until now. I have not about no. you know what his perspective was. He says. We were too young to really understand what it was all about, but they quickly put us in the eye of the hurricane, and then all kinds of bad things started happening. Death threats, getting shot at, and all that, Blackie told Metal Shop. We became educated very, very quickly. I think I was in Indiana. I think it was Indianapolis. This girl came in to interview me, he continued, and this was like 1987. She had worked for the PMRC at one point, and she, at the time I was talking to her, was a journalist. And she goes, she brought in a cassette tape, and she says, I've got something I need you to hear. And she played this cassette tape for me, and on it were Susan Baker, co-founder of the PMRC, and a few of the others talking about what their real motivation was. And their motivation was not to get stickers on records. Their motivation was to get Al Gore a platform to then run for president of the United States. Yeah, not surprised. So this whole censorship of popular music, rock music, heavy metal music, was had nothing to do with safety, had nothing to do with them being concerned about your kids' welfare. And whether, like, uh, I I remember going to this seminar my folks made me go to. It was called The Truth About Rock. It was part of this campaign, and it was a bunch of religious freaks who yeah. were like, my son tried to shoot himself in the head and failed and blew off half of his face, and it's because he listened to it ACDC. Has absolutely mm-hmm. nothing to right. do with my crap parenting skills. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, so all these parents are jumping on the bandwagon, right? Uh, so their motivation was political. Their motivation was to get Al Gore a platform to then run for president out of the United States. Uh, Because what better way to get attention if you're a political candidate, a Southern caricature, which is what he was, what better way to get attention than to go after an attention getter? I mean, this is McCarthyism. You know, it's no different. Richard Nixon did it. All these witch hunts that went on in D.C. for years. But they come to a generation who's not heard it. So this thing comes around once every 15 years or so. The next generation hasn't heard it. They haven't heard the same old lies that come out of it, so it sounds pretty good to them because it sounds sincere and genuine. The 67-year-old Blackie Lawless uh, added, Let me tell you something about free speech. I'm part Jewish. I'm part Native American Indian. You can stand on a soapbox and you can talk about how wonderful Nazism is and how you'd like to kill all the Indians out there. I don't care. Well, let me rephrase that. I do care, but I don't want to limit your ability to speak. Because if I do that, 
then we start going down a dark road because you start playing umpire and then who plays the umpire tomorrow? Yeah, that mm-hmm. is absolutely so accurate. Right, when the pendulum swings the other way, you don't want to get the, you know, the wrath of that. Well, yeah. and the other piece of it I always say is if someone is hateful, sexist, homophobic, uh, anti-Semitic, whatever, insert horrible thing here, I want to know. Yeah, I'm blo- you know, post that on your Facebook, on your Twitter, like yeah. say these hateful things because I want to know to stay away from you. Right. You and, know? And the other thing is, like, popular speech needs no protection. Right? Exactly. Yeah. It needs none. It's popular, right? Mm-hmm. It, by nature, it doesn't need protection. It's the unpopular speech that needs to be protected. At some point, something that is popular now was unpopular previously. Yeah. And the only way for that idea to grow in popularity was to spread. If you start, as Blackie is pointing out, playing the umpire on some of these unpopular speech, unpopular ideas, at some point, you're going to screw humanity. Right. Uh, He goes on to say, this country was built as a republic, and a republic, contrary to what a lot of people don't understand, is not a democracy. But what, but what you have to do to create a republic, you have to create a certain amount of faith in the people. So in other words, if you have a guy that's spewing a bunch of hatred on a street corner or on a soapbox, you have to have faith in your fellow Americans that this guy is a lunatic and the vast majority of people are going to find him out and not follow him. Kind of what Nikki was saying. I want to know where the a-holes mm-hmm. are. Yeah. Right. But what happens is when you start limiting that speech... Then, like I said, you take away the ability of people to decide for themselves. Number one, who's crazy and who isn't? But even more dangerous than that, you start appointing these umpires that tell you what you can and cannot say, and it's extremely dangerous. Mm -hmm. And you've heard it a million times, but it bears repeating. Our system is not set up for popular speech. It's set up for unpopular speech. Uh, Lawless previously discussed his experience with the PMRC during a VIP experience question and answer session last November before WASP's concert at the Paramount Theater in New York. At the time, he said, it changed my life, if that's what you mean. It made me more of a recluse. Yeah, a couple thousand death threats and bomb scares and getting shot at a couple of times usually has a tendency to alter your outlook on life oh, a little. That's awful. So I didn't know it was that bad. I'm, I'm, I'm recalling that, like... Uh, all of these religious nuts who, you know, followed the PMRC and this, like, truth about, right, this blaming of the music for bad parenting right. yeah. uh, would, you know, send letters and, like, you know, just all sorts of hate, hate, hate uh, spewed at these artists. Isn't that so ironic? It's like, okay, you these are supposed to be the evil devil worshipers, but then the, the people of God, oh, the, all these, like, Christian moms are sending them death threats? Yeah. And, like, telling them to kill themselves and all of this, like, awful things. And there were a couple of shootings, you know, long before uh, Dimebag Daryl and, you know, all the Pantera stuff that went down. Yeah. You know, that kind of a thing. Uh, He says, but also, uh, we were exposed to extreme fame very early, and fame is kind of like this. If the table is a smorgasbord, it's like an evil genie stands down at one end of the smorgasbord and says, you can take anything you want. But if you take one thing, you have to take it all. Yeah. You mm-hmm. do not get to pick and choose. So all the good stuff that you like that's on the smorgasbord, that's wonderful, but you have to take the bad stuff too. So it ends up being a life-altering experience, and one I don't think you can ever really go back from, at least I haven't been able to. 
In a 2004 interview with Las Vegas Mercury, Lawless spoke about having his music slammed by the PMRC, saying, as the story goes, Tipper Gore, the PMRC founding member, was walking down a hall in her house, and her 12-year-old son had wasps F like a beast. That's the name of one of their songs. Mm-hmm. Well, that that's one of the uh, Filthy 15. It is. Playing on his stereo, and she lost her mind. Oh. Uh, I heard it that it was her daughter, not her son. So this is a different telling of this for me anyway. But either way. Uh, so, yeah. Kids playing a record. Song F Like a Beast comes on. Mom flips out. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe you're listening to such a filthy blah, 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 blah. You're going to rot in hell. Nobody you should listen to that. Children. Right. You know, all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, lost her mind. He says, I don't know if it's true, but that's the story I've been told. You want to talk about sensationalism, Blackie continued. This was an organization that was seeking a platform that would help serve its own political interests. They didn't give a damn about censorship. I spent the better part of my career trying to get people to understand that. This really is not what you think it is. They come to you like the wolf in sheep's clothing and then use you to create a frenzy, not unlike what McCarthy did with the communists and Bob Dole did with rap. This is nothing new. Uh there's more to this story, and we'll get to that in just a moment. But first, let's go to this unscreened caller. You're on Free Talk Live. Hi, this is Peakless Mountaineer. Hello, Mr. Mountaineer. Can't uh, can't stay away want... from us, huh? <laughs> I just can't quit you. No, I just wanted to uh, update you guys. It just got called the uh, election in Argentina. It is going to be a runoff with Malay. Nice. Cool. That's a, a a huge step for somebody with a libertarian, uh, at least apparent libertarian or ANCAP leanings. Yeah, he's uh, it, it came in about thirty six percent Massa, thirty percent him, and twenty uh, percent uh, the next contender, which uh, looks to be uh, sort of conservative. So. Uh, no telling really which way that one's going to go. So do you have any insight into what the runoff looks like in Argentina? Is it just the top two guys now go against each other yep, in a vote-off? Yep, it's the top two. Okay. So, yeah, this one they had uh, several options um, and didn't get a whole lot of votes past the first three. Uh, next one, it will just be the top two. I like his haircut. <laughs> it is magnificent. <laughs> It's like Austin Powers. Oh man! Uh-huh. Uh, do you have any? It's the Jose San Martin. Do you have any sense of a timetable for this, Peakless? Uh, November. 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 Oh, okay. So not. Yeah. It's going to come up pretty quick, huh? Yep, pretty quick. All right. Uh, was there anything else of significance to that story? Uh, no, that's really it. Um, there's been uh, a lot of uh, election interference, uh, people throwing out Malay ballots, but uh doesn't seem to have stopped them. If our listeners are not familiar with this guy, uh, I'm trying to remember how to spell his last name right as, as I'm talking about it, but uh, if you go online and just look up some videos, but, you know, Argentina, Malay, is it M-I-E? M-I-L-E-I. M-I-L-E-I. Uh, if you mm-hmm. just look for videos on this guy, Javier is his first name. Yeah, they are incredible videos, in my opinion. Uh, stuff that I'm surprised we're seeing 
from somebody on a on a foreign platform not yeah. like uh, we as libertarians are exposed to people who say the kinds of things Malay has been saying on a daily basis particularly here in New Hampshire right right yeah. we say these things all the time here on free talk live but it is so refreshing hearing some of this come from somebody that none of us know Right, we've not hung out with. He's not been yeah. to New Hampshire, near right. as I can tell. Right, you know all that it's kind of the same stuff. Thought, you know, but like, yeah, he's coming from the same uh, process, the same perspective of philosophy and freedom first, and it's very refreshing to oh, me. Absolutely, anyway. yeah. Well, if he if he doesn't if he's not victorious, he should move to New Hampshire. We <laughs> love him here. Welcome. <laughs> Anything else, Peakless? Yep, that's it. Hey, we appreciate the call, man. Thanks for the update. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm very happy to hear that. Me too. Um, and I'm just making a, a note here and runoff. Yes, there we go. Um, so circling back to this bit uh, from Blackie Lawless on the PMRC and his opinion of how politicized it was. He goes on to say, you don't have to be Nostradamus to see what's going on with young people these days, he continued. Parents just don't get involved with their kids as much as they used to. Are you going to tell me that these parents at Columbine didn't know anything was going on with their kids? Hey, my mother knew what I was doing 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But parents now, they don't want to take any responsibility for their children. They bring something into this world, and then when something goes wrong, they want to blame everybody else for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This past July, Wasps previously announced 2023 U.S. tour was canceled uh, because of back injuries suffered by Blackie Lawless during the European leg of their tour. Lawless has led Wasp as its lead vocalist and primary songwriter since the beginning. His unique brand of visual, social, and political comment took the group to worldwide heights and sold millions of records alongside a legacy of sold-out shows across the globe for four decades. Crazy. Mind you... Wasp largely did this with near zero airplay on radios as yeah. well, right? So, like, because they were controversial in their lyric writing and their subject matter uh, and, you know, their stage shows and all that kind of stuff, no one wanted to put them on air. And that's how you can tell really good music, like the Grateful Dead, right? Like, you don't hear the Grateful Dead on the radio, and you didn't even when they were in the right. in the 70s and their heyday, whatever. Yep. Um, But they have a cult following, so these... Mm-hmm. These bands who are selling out arenas and stadiums and have these, you know, like they're very, very popular. People are buying their albums. They're buying their merch. People are just obsessed with them. That's real music. But the the pop music you're hearing on the radio, that's just what you're being force fed. You know, you're just driving in the car and like that's all that's available. Even a lot of the classic rock stations or the, the modern rock and roll stations, it's like... Is this music really good, or is this just what the disc jockey or I don't the DJ whatever yeah. you call them these? Right. <laughs> is this just what they want me to hear? You know what I mean? Right. It's funny. Yeah. I mean, you could hear on classic radio Tom Petty's everything from Tom Petty up until Wildflowers, but after that he did six other albums. But you don't hear any of that. Yeah, on classic yeah. rock, they they I don't know what it's it just is. like those like four songs. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, they just they cut it off or, or mm-hmm. anything like. You know, new Rolling Stones could come out, but yeah. they still play the stuff from the 70s. They well, won't even, play anything new. You know, around here especially, you hear a lot of 80s hair metal. Like, that's on the classic rock stations. And it's like, is that actually good music? Or is that all we're allowed to listen to I, on the radio? I really hate hair metal, glam rock, whatever and you want to so call it. it's so popular in this area. In the New only, England, it's very popular. Yeah, the only exception to that is a band called Steel Panther. 
Yeah. Because they are, well, they're making fun of it, first and foremost. They yeah. do dress as a glam band. They All the hairspray and big hair and spandex and, you know, tiger stripes and all that kind of <laughs> stuff. Um, but they are hilarious. Mm-hmm. They are a hilarious band. They are a comedy hair metal band. Uh, in my opinion, uh, they might say different. But, like, they're the exception to the rule. I basically dislike all of the hair metal because what they did is they co-opted heavy metal and made it pop. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we got to do a pop version of this. <laughs> yeah. we got to do a pop version. Stuff like Master of Puppets, Metallica's, uh, probably, like, if there's a thrash metal barometer, it's that album, right? Or perhaps the one before that, Ride the Lightning. But Master of Puppets went gold with zero airplay. Yeah. Right. None. That's a good song. That's right. a good album. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, but this is how perverse the the mainstream is. Whether it's mainstream news, mainstream, you know, uh, uh, music, right? The the mainstream, if you will, is totally perverse because it's trying to pander to the lowest common denominator. It's vanilla. Very vanilla. Yeah. Just very vanilla. Yep. Simple melodies, right? All yeah. that kind of stuff. Whereas. Uh, you know, the whole entire thrash movie, like uh, some years ago, there was the Big Four tour. Yeah. And it was uh, Megadeth, Metallica, mm-hmm. Slayer, Slayer, and Anthrax, I believe, yeah. were, were the four, right? That got a whole bunch of press, and, you know, radio stations are playing it. There's like subsections on rock radio stations now for heavy metal. There's a, a several different shows called The Metal Show. The Metal Hour. Or, or the Metal yeah. Hour, whatever it is. And so uh, they all got airplay, but like, in order to achieve that level of success, they had to do so without the benefit of radio airplay mm-hmm. in a time before the internet existed. Yeah. And that is a monumental well, that was achievement. all word of mouth. That was all hustle. Yeah. And touring, nonstop right. touring. Hard work. And hustle. Yeah. 603-283-6160. Uh, do you have anything to say about the PMRC and their effect on music? Give us a call. Let us know. Our number three of Free Talk Live is coming up. Free Talk Live. We're thirsty. Are we hungry? No? no a little bit. I'm hungry or thirsty. I had dinner, so I'm not really thirsty or hungry right now. I'm waiting for the chat bot to start talking. <laughs> Are, we uh, AI? Are you AI, Captain? We're AI. We're AI. Tomo arigato, Mr. Roboto. You're listening to Free Talk Live. <laughs> We are not robots. We are not robots. I repeat in a robotic voice. We are not robots. Lemonade. I'm a person. I'm a real boy. How, do, how, do, how does AI get by the are you a robot thing on these websites? They can't. That's the point. But can they? I mean, it's, I'm surprised. I'd be surprised if they like can't. Some AIs, of those are kind of hard. AIs can scroll a uh, scroll an internet page and they're capable of uh, yeah. entering a character on a screen. That depends on what the... So what you want to put a check mark yeah. or you want to like... That's why they keep a, making them different. Oh, yeah. You know how now they have the... You have to pull the puzzle piece and... Oh, You right. know, they're, they're developing. <sighs> right. The, the, the thing yeah. it says like, show which one is a speaker and it's not the speaker of the house. It's the speaker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that meme. Uh, before we go on, this hour of Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending... 
Tired of the ever-inflating U.S. dollar? Yes. Me too. Yes. You can live your life on Dash instead with a few handy websites. BitRefill.com has been accepting Dash for years and has a ton of big-name retailers and brands, including grocers, gas stations, phone refills, Amazon, and even prepaid MasterCards. Plus, many of their gift cards are available at a discount. What about paying your bills? Spritz.finance can do that, and they can also send dollars to your bank account in case you still need those for some unknown reason. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges, including the decentralized Maya protocol and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get, easy to use. You can start by learning more at Dash.org. Again, Dash.org. And thank you to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. You can visit Dash.org to learn more about Dash, Dash. Dot org. Uh, thank you. All right. Speaking of robots, let's go to your calls and thoughts. We we have Shane calling from Memphis, Tennessee. Shane, you are on Free Talk Live. <laughs> good evening, guys. That's good. Uh, considering uh, the conversation we had when I screened you, I thought you know we'll play it yeah. up a little bit, right? So. Uh, you yeah, can, well, you never know these days, right, with technology. Uh, just so our listeners know, uh, Shane called in, I screened him, and he, he says something along the lines, I'm paraphrasing. Uh, I just, first of all, are you guys real or are you guys AI that the government, uh, you know, has put online to get us to call in so they can trace us more readily? And uh, I, of course, uh, hopefully assuaged his fears that we are real people. If you want to check, you can go over to, like, watch.freetalklive.com and see our video stream if you would like to see our faces for radio. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I wanted to call in first to thank you guys for many nights of entertainment uh, while I was in prison. Uh, I couldn't call in then because, of course, it's prison, mm-hmm. uh, federal mm-hmm. prison at that. So uh, mm-hmm. I listened to you on the radio uh, while I was at Petersburg, Virginia, well, thank at you. the uh, Federal Correctional Institute there, and uh, enjoyed your shows. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank I'm, you for I'm listening. I'm glad you did. We're glad you yeah. are ab- you're out, of course, and able to call now. And you know what? Well, I think more people, more people in prison should probably be listening to shows like mm-hmm. Free Talk Live because it's it's kind of surprising because you think that especially those people that are definitely they victimized have no, by they the have state, no freedom. you know, yeah. yeah, they're thrown in a cage. You think those people would maybe get freedom and liberty, but yeah. sometimes they don't. And maybe Shane can give us, you know, his uh, version of that. Uh, but I do know for a fact that uh, Free Talk Live does get listened to in some prisons. Uh, that are near, you know, sort of our radio stations that broadcast the show. Now, not a lot of, uh, not all of the radio stations broadcast all three hours. Some stations will pick up one hour or two hour, or if they need filler, then they'll pick up all three and that kind of a thing. So, uh, but Shane, go ahead. Right. Most most of the prisons, uh, I've been to, I was transferred among seven different prisons during my stay Jesus. in the federal system. So they have a very lucrative uh, transportation system. So when you get in trouble or you're a thorn in their side like I was because I use a lot of the administrative, the grievance process in prison to address issues that the prison has yeah. uh, for conditions of com- confinement for inmates. But, yes, I would say I didn't find y'all's radio station until probably 2000, when was that, 21, I okay. think. All right. uh, before that, most pr- most prisoners I know have listened to, like, Ghost to Ghost, uh, the uh, Sean Hannity and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, the Free Talk Live was something I just came across one day flipping through the channels because they regulate uh, our communications. So some radios that we have only have FM, some have 
FM AM, but not always. So yeah, and like the issue. Thank you for calling in and telling us this stuff because like this is what makes it worthwhile for us, right? We want to get through to people uh, who need to hear the message of freedom the most. Well, I'll tell you, the freedoms in prison are very few. Even though they try to tell us that we still have constitutional rights in prison, they're just restricted a little. Uh, yeah, a, a bunch little? of BS. Uh, and I, I, you know, I heard the, the a couple of episodes where some guy that y'all know went has gone to prison or something. Yeah, the founder um, actually, the founder of this show, Free Talk Live, uh, is now behind bars. Uh, he has been convicted by a jury of uh, selling Bitcoin to willing and voluntary customers. Huh. Well, I didn't know Bitcoin was a legal tender under the Legal Tender Act. Yeah, it's not. Doesn't matter. Then how is it? Then how is it a federal crime if it's not covered under the Legal Tender Act? That's what we're wondering as well. We're all well, wondering I the wonder, same thing. Yep. When y'all were talking about it, I wondered the same thing myself uh, because being in prison for 18 years, I studied the law quite a bit, dealing with the prison system and other things that other prisoners were there for, yeah. and I could never find that that connection. It's the same thing with the whole commerce clause mm-hmm. and how the government says well, we have the right to regulate commerce because it affects interstate commerce and foreign commerce. Well, right. how, did, how do you explain that? Because you're, somebody was talking about guns on one, uh, I think the lady was, and guns are sold everywhere, just like computers and TVs and packs of cigarettes, but you're not putting juveniles in federal prison for stealing a pack of cigarettes. You, you make, see what I'm saying? You make excellent points, Shane. But uh, I called to... to you know, to kind of talk to you all about that, uh, I don't know if I'm a libertarian. I think I'm more of a constitutionalist. I believe in the Constitution and what it says mm-hmm. and how it's supposed to work. But I also believe in the freedoms to do what you want, yeah. uh, as long as it doesn't infringe on the next person's freedoms. Yeah, I came from a similar background, Shane. I, I, I would describe myself now, looking back. At the time, I don't know how I would have described myself, but now looking back, uh, I would have said, or I would say that I was a constitutionalist. And the reason for that, uh, I grew up in, uh, we'll just say, religious homes. And, uh, you know, whenever something, you know, some sort of a problem came came about, uh, everybody would be like, well, what does it say in the book? Right. So they had they had this place to go and sort of look things up and like, you know, get some advice from this book. And so uh, because of that, I was sort of trained to look for a thing to refer to. Right. Uh, right. Also, like I would, you know, back in the day, encyclopedias, I go, like, oh, let me go look it up in an encyclopedia. Right. So you yeah. go to reference material. And so to me, the Constitution was always that. Right. It was just the reference material. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, mm-hmm. such and such department or agency or person or whatever is doing x uh is that legal illegal is it allowed not allowed right how do we know well let's go look at this document right the the constitution and what does the constitution say and if it doesn't say that then no right that was sort of my position on things until i figured out that well even though the constitution says some really great things uh none of it's enforced uh right and, and these politicians these these scumbags uh, continue to not follow it. So while I agree with you that the Constitution says some great things, uh, the Constitution has been powerless to prevent uh, the growth of what is now the largest empire in all of Earth's history. And so well, it's just I'm a sorry. piece of paper with words on it to me now. 
Well, I think, and I agree with you for the most part, but I think that what a little document that the people forget about and they don't really read and, and understand is the Declaration of Independence. Mm-hmm. And I think if the people did, they would understand that they have the right to change the government at any time. And that's what that document is telling us. Why do you think they don't? Because it's not taught. I remember, I'm 49 years old, and I remember in school being taught specific areas in specific subjects, and that's it. No more information, just like like you raised in, I wasn't raised in a really strict religious family, but when we did go to church, it was the preacher only picked this scripture and that was what it meant, is what he said what it meant. And I think they did the same thing in school when they were teaching the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. And that's why today people don't understand that the Declaration of Independence gives you that authority to change the government. And we need to put people in office who are homegrown, whether they're homegrown in the country or the city, but who understand where you're coming from. What politician do you know knows the people in the community that he supposedly represents, or she. Yeah, there's not, there's not a lot of that for sure. My question, of course, is what about the people who don't want to be represented at all? Because, well, me, for example, I prefer to represent myself in all of my matters and interactions with other individuals. Well, uh, that would be more... I think in, in, in line with the system I'm talking about is more just a minimum government like the Constitution talks about is just to regulate commerce with foreign nations. Maybe, you know, that needs to change a little bit. So it strictly says that they can only do this, this, and this yeah. to provide defense for the, the, the states. And that's it. And that, that would be it. They were just, that's all they would have to do. The states were supposed to be able to govern themselves and the people alone to govern their lives. But we got way away from that. Well, that Declaration of Independence is a very dangerous document today. Very it is. dangerous. It is. They don't I, want people knowing about it. Don't I, tell anyone. Yeah, I, I call it the Decoration of Independence. <laughs> right. You know, put it in a frame, hang it up, read it. It sounds really great. Yeah, go but, to Washington, D.C. You can look at it. But it doesn't really do anything. Like, like if I go to Washington, D.C. with a copy of this in my hand and I go, uh, we're done. We're replacing you. Guess what's going to happen to me? I'm going to be joining you there in federal yeah. prison. Yeah. Well, I had I had a I had a copy on my uh, the the which one is it the uh, the fifth no is it the fifth uh, shoot I keep forgetting the one uh, uh, to be secure in your house from uh, legal search and seizure and then papers and all, that. and all that yeah yeah right so I have that on the wall inside my door when the feds show up nice. and they still search my house because yeah. my wife gave them permission. Oh. Ouch. Ouch. No, no, she she didn't she didn't do it out of malice or anything. Right. It was done it was done cuz she didn't know they confronted her before they confronted me. Right. And she gave them permission and they you know they said well because she lives here she can give permission. Right. Well, and that's how it is too and you know how they are. They they phrase things in a way where it's a a statement and not a question. Right. And a lot of times oh, yeah. people do not know that they you don't understand you can say no to the cops. Right. Especially and if that, they're feds and they're being, you know, threatening and scary. Mm-hmm. It's like, ugh. And that's the one thing I, I emphasize, I want to emphasize to people that are listening. 
if you were ever stopped by the police, confronted by the police, or you're in the prosecutor's interrogation room and he's throwing all this stuff at you that you're going to go to prison for this many years, or if you don't tell us what happened, or your homie over here, or your ex-wife, or whatever told us, do not say anything without a lawyer. Yep, that is excellent (laughs) advice. Never, ever talk to the police or the prosecutor or an investigator of any type without a lawyer present. Well, the captain always told me, he just said, all you have to say is, I don't answer questions. That's the only mm-hmm. thing you got, or, or am I legally required to answer your question? No? Okay, then. Am I am I under arrest? Am I free to go? And they'll say, you're free to go. Okay, well, thank you. Right. I don't answer and, questions. And, I don't want to talk and if to you're, you. And if they say you're not free to go, then you're under detainment. You're, you're under detained. arrest. Right. Yep. And they have to read you your Miranda rights. Right. And if they don't do that, that violates your, your constitutional rights. Those are things that people need to know because I'm telling you, this was, I mean, I had little bitty incidences with the police when I was younger, but this one with the feds was just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I had never knew how much they lie, yep. cheat, oh, yeah. and do everything they can to put a person in prison. Absolutely. And, yeah. And like just to give you a little more background on on Ian Freeman being in prison, uh, we live in a little tiny town uh, called Keene, New Hampshire, right? Uh-huh. Uh, Twenty five thousand people, maybe thereabouts. Uh, the Keene, New Hampshire Police Department has been militarized so that they have two uh, what they call Bearcats. These are tanks. Uh, they're not, they they don't have the the tread like the traditional tank. They have wheels, but they do have battering rams. They, they have battering know. rams. They're fully armored. They have turrets so that they can like you know point guns at you out of them or whatever. Uh, they raided the studio that I'm sitting and broadcasting from right now uh, because it's, wow. it's it's based in in King, New Hampshire. Uh, not only did they raid, they didn't even bother to knock. Right? Nope, uh, no, the no, crime, the, the crime that Ian was uh, crimes that he was uh, accused of. Uh, could have definitely been handled by, first of all, notifying him that he was doing something wrong officially. No one ever did that. He didn't receive any letters from any of the government call. agencies. They didn't have to raid the studio at all because these are, generally speaking, uh, we're, we're in a house, right? Uh, but we're in one room of the house. Uh, and generally speaking, the people who live here are peaceful people, right? We only believe uh, that violence should be used in self-defense. And right. so all they needed to do was knock on the door. Somebody would have answered, and they could have done whatever they wanted to at that point, right? The, okay, well, you're yep. under arrest, or you know, we're going to arrest these people, or whatever it was. They didn't do any of that. Instead, at 6 a.m., uh, they're a little bit before 6 a.m., uh, they crashed through doors and windows using battering rams and these bear cats. Uh, they had, near as we could tell, some sort of a smoke device that was deployed. Mm-hmm. Uh, to obscure your view, they smashed windows. It was pointed a gun at Matt's chest. Many guns. They had several agencies amongst them: the local Keene Police Department, the FBI, the post office, the, post office, the IRS, <laughs> and there's somebody I'm forgetting, AT- but uh, uh, maybe they, not, a- not. The ATF was the ATF there because was here. they, yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever. I think we counted seven different agencies, probably somewhere between twenty and fifty officers. This was uh. a uh, what they claim a six-year investigation, right? Wow. And guess uh, who paid for that? Right. Y'all, oh, yeah. Y'all. All y'all. Oh, yeah, all, all y'all. y'all. All, all y'all, y'all paid, paid for not that. Me. Not me. I was in prison. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, they get you somehow. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. The, well, the prison does. Let me tell you. But you know, you bring up a good point because uh, about the militarization of the police. I was just seeing. Uh, I think it was the guy who escaped from prison. They showed the police had him surrounded in their military-looking uniforms. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was that was on the news. I really want to find that that shot because if you take that and put it next to the picture where they show the Wagner group together, mm. they look the same almost. <laughs> it's a stage. It's a yeah. sound stage. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Surprise! It, it looks. It looks. I'm just saying the way they're dressed compares to a, a mercenary group or a military group, uh, and this is our police across the country. Yep. Now. Yeah. Yeah, you're not. You know. uh, I'm. I, I only got a couple of years on you, so you and I are about the yeah. same age range. So, like, uh-huh. you and I both remember before police were militarized. Like, I remember when, uh, you know, social media was just starting to talk about. Oh my gosh, is America becoming a police state? Well, guess what? Yeah. They they did. Yeah. They are. Like, there's no more fear of it becoming one. We already are one. Yeah. Well, when I came to prison, there were smartphones wasn't where they are. I was, the Motorola Razor V3 flip phone was the most the technologically <laughs> advanced phone when I came to prison. So wow, man. <laughs> my biggest issue with getting out is I walked into my first gas station to, to get something to eat, and I, I couldn't decide. I couldn't make a decision because there were just so many choices. It was like in prison you got a commissary sheet that's got you can get this, 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 and this, right. and that's it. Right. And it's like I was just I just had to go back to the car and said, no, I don't want nothing, you know. And it was just overwhelming is what it was. But I'm glad to be out. Trust me. Yeah, um, I, I, I fully believe you, man. <laughs> How long but, did you say you were in prison for? Uh, 18 years. 18 years. Well, yeah, man. 32. I was 32 when I went in. Yeah. But is do you know which prison Ian's at? Uh, currently, he is at uh, Merrimack County Jail. So he's not in an actual federal prison yet. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. He still has, there's one more hearing, at least, if not two more, that have to happen before uh, he goes to a, a federal facility. And he's also appealing the decision, of course. Uh, I don't think that's going to play into whether or not he moves into a prison. But he has to, There has. there's some sort of a hearing for something they're they're calling restitution. They're basically trying mm-hmm. to rape him for money. Uh, for for the zero victims that they you know that that he you know had any effect on right they, the the state has already said there were no victims in this case uh, they say the the banks were the victims but they had a hard time proving that well they, they probably have to pay for the paint on the bearcats too yeah the damage done to oh the yeah right that's so, the victim yeah, yeah, they yeah. did manage that's true. yeah they did manage well, to fine him I don't know like forty grand or something like that I don't remember what the exact number was so far but now they have to have this other hearing to determine whether or not and then if Yes, how much, you know, restitution, you know, what's that dollar figure like uh, before, you know, he can be uh, transported to some other facility? Well, who gets the restitution? How much time did he get? Uh, Eight years. Eight years. Wow. Yep. Uh, He was looking at more than 20. Uh, Fortunately for him, uh, one of the most heinous charges were dropped. Uh, and that carried an additional, I don't know, 25 years or something like that as as a max sentence. So uh, many, many letters were written by listeners and hosts and co-hosts and that kind of a thing to appeal to the judge for leniency. Uh, we believe that that helped. We can't really prove that one way or another, but didn't help enough. We figured because he has zero priors. Like a- any of Ian's interactions with law enforcement have all been a result of political activism. 
right? Campaigning or, you know, protesting, things like yeah. that, right? Uh, n- yep. Not not any crimes, right? The dude has no violent history of any kind. Not it, even it, jaywalking. Yeah, even his <laughs> his history uh, with political activism is very small. There's only a few well, things, right? So, but, like, I figured the judge would be like, okay, well, let's just keep him on home confinement. We had him in jail for 69 days. He's already proven he's not a flight risk. He'll wear an ankle monitor, et cetera, and so on. But the judge was like, nope, took him into custody, and the sentence was eight years. Well, let me let me give a little advice on from the inside what sure. I know the justice system, and you can either pass it on to him or his lawyer and see what they can do. Uh, in so case first, you're wondering, though, the feds are listening. So if you, there's something you'd like to okay, if there's something you'd like to say to them specifically, <laughs> yeah. we know for a fact they listen to this show based on the the trials that we attended because they would oh, yeah. bring stuff up. Uh, hey, can you hold on with that thought? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. We got about a four minute break, so I just want to make sure we'll, okay. we'll bring you back, Shane. Stand by. 603-283-6160. More with Shane calling from uh, Tennessee and his experience in the prison system coming up. It's Free Talk Live, the Sunday night edition. That's right, ta. But uh, it is Free Talk Live. The telephone number six zero three two eight three six one six zero. If you want to try and get in, it's the final segment of the evening. Uh, we'll go till almost the top of the hour. If you're calling from a rotary phone, you can press two. <laughs> if you're calling from a rotary phone, get a get a new phone. Man. No, oh, come on, man, it's a classic. Yeah, like Steve Classic. Yeah. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. Steve Classic. And Nikki. Uh, before we go on, uh, we've got to get back to Shane. He's holding online. He wants to talk to us a little bit more about his experience and, and perhaps give some advice uh, for Ian and, well, anybody else who might you know be facing down the long arm of the law, as it were. Uh, but we want to ask all of our listeners for a favor, and that is to visit freekeen.com. And find an article there published by Mr. Penguin uh, where we have put up uh, the current address where you can write a letter to Mr. Ian Freeman at the Merrimack County Spiritual Retreat, also known as jail. Uh, So that information is up there. Also, uh, Aria Demetso, one of the other first chair hosts of this show, uh, is in prison uh, for, well, all the things related to the Crypto 6 stuff. And uh, she put on her own site, ariademezzo.com. That's A-R-I-A-D-I-M-E-Z-Z-O.com. She has information up there on how you can write her as well. And uh, if you want to contribute to her commissary, there's information on how to do that. Both of these people, of course, being in jail, uh, you know, would would love to hear from you. Absolutely. You know, uh, it's 
it's going to break up their day. It's going to give them support. It's going to make them feel like, you know, they have a reason to continue, you know, motivate them to, you know, make use of themselves while they're in there as much as they can. Uh, and your support is, of course, welcomed. So if you want to do that, visit freekeen.com to find the information uh, on how to write Ian or visit ariademezzo.com to find information on how to write to Aria while You know what's crazy? Uh, with, like, good time, time served, whatever they call it, uh, good behavior, yeah. Arya is almost halfway done her sentence if you factor in what the good behavior time would be. Right, yeah. Let's hope that that so, maintains and that, you know, she's able to maintain and that kind of a thing because we are looking forward to uh, her returning, you know, assuming that she wants to. Uh, you know, sometimes, you know, these things affect a person and yeah. I haven't had that conversation. We all just assume she'll come back and be back. I'm pretty sure that's what will happen, but uh, you never know. And that's going to be her choice. You know, maybe she needs some time away once she gets out to sort of reacclimate and, and all that kind of stuff. We'll see what happens. But I do wish her the speediest release, mm-hmm. of course. Uh, let's go back to Shane, who is calling from Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, Shane. You wanted to say some more, maybe give some advice either about Ian or to other people maybe facing the long arm of the law? Yeah, with him with him just uh, still at the county and waiting to come. Now, one thing he needs to, to ask, talk to his lawyer about is during appeal, he can petition or motion, I should, I should say, motion the court to be released until the appeal's decided because they take into account, what they take into account is your dangerness, 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 I'm sorry, to society. Right. To, for them to let you out on appeal. As and I, can, as I understand it, that. though, this was done during the... Uh, they actually broke up the sentencing hearing into two different hearings, for whatever reason, I don't know. Mm. Uh, there was a large turnout of protesters and supporters uh, at oh, okay. both of these trials, so I think maybe that had something to do with their splitting it into two. But at the second hearing, they did motion for that, and that motion was denied, and he was taken into custody immediately. So well, they, did they, can it, appeal. they did it before. Okay, well, they can still appeal the court's de- denial of that Sweet. to the appeals court. I, I will and make sure they their attorneys know. And they can appeal that higher. The attorneys should know that. Any motion that's denied by a court can be appealed to the higher court all the way to the Supreme Court. Sure. So he has those options. But it sounds like what you were saying with his criminal record is because they will use a bounce check. They will use a driving on suspended license. They will use a traffic ticket to try to jack your points up. Okay. And what I mean by points is there's a point system that determines what security level of prison you go to from a camp to a low, to a medium, to a USP, or to the ADX Florence. Okay. So, since he doesn't have an extensive criminal record, he is most likely being a financial crime, which they consider white collar, yep. will go yep. to a low or a camp. Okay. He's only got eight years, so he could possibly go to a camp. Now, his eight years will be minus his good time, and how you calculate that would be eight. It's 85% of eight years. Okay. Now, with the, the passage of the First Step Act, if he takes classes in there like resume writing, typing, uh, cognitive behavioral thinking, all that stupid mumbo-jumbo crap they want you to take mm-hmm. to make them look good that has no relevance to the prison system, he will get anywhere from 10 to 15 days a month off for every 30 days that he participates and completes a class. Okay. So he can effectively get it reduced by a couple of more years. 
mm. quicker that way. Uh, the prison system is not about re- rehabilitation. <laughs> no matter what they tell him or what they what y'all think, it it has no uh, uh, rehabilitation effort whatsoever. Yeah, they we're, make them we're get keenly their aware. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They make them get their GEDs and stuff like that, but the rest of it's BS. Um, some of the first step back stuff is going to improve that a little bit because now you can get a Pell Grant while you're in prison to take a college course. Mm-hmm. So that allows some guys who got some sense to get a uh, some kind of secondary uh, education. Uh, but his thing is going to be just in there to keep his nose clean because if he gets in trouble, he loses good time, and it'll just keep him there longer. So he doesn't need to be a coward or nothing because, you know, the stories about prison, you have to stand up for yourself. Sure. And anybody who's in prison, I tell them that. You have got to stand up for yourself, but do it in a way – that shows the other person is the aggressor because that's going to make it easier on you when it comes to going to what they call the disciplinary hearing officer. But he will probably go to a camp or a low. uh, If he's from uh, New Hampshire, then it'll probably be somewhere like Berlin or maybe Devon's, yep. one of the prisons within 500 miles. So that's Aria's currently in FMC Devon's, right. and it's a camp. Okay. Um, yes. And I think all signs are pointing towards him going there. Yeah, she seems um, to believe that uh, that's where he'll end we, up based on her lawyer and We don't really know, yeah. though, um, but there's no yeah. reason why they couldn't be together um, based well, on there's things. No co-ed, there's no co-ed prisons. Well, in she's in a men's facility, so... What? <laughs> yeah, she's trans, and they decided that oh, uh, she was okay. going to go to a men's facility. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I, no. I yeah. No. I, with the female pronouns, yeah, I understand how yeah, that yeah. could be uh, yeah. confusing yeah. if you don't know the the, yeah. the situation. But yeah, so right, she right. she's in a men's facility. Okay. All right. Well, that's that's probably going to be his his lookout. That's probably what his he's got to look forward to is that uh, most of the lows. Prisons and camps are nonviolent because people don't want to get transferred yep. from there. The mediums and the pens are usually the most violent, and he's probably not even going to go there, so he'll be all right. But I would definitely have him look into appealing the court's decision on that uh, denial of him being released because he doesn't pose a threat to the community, and that can be shown by all the letters and support he's got. So, yep. but awesome. We'll make sure I that. Try to take up no more. Yeah, we'll make sure that uh, that information gets relayed and that, you know, his lawyers look into that kind of a thing. I I feel like they already are and uh you know, if you've been listening okay. to this program for some time, uh Ian is a he, you know, he's a pretty smart cookie. He picks up quick. Uh yeah. I'm sure that he is gathering information not only by himself but through his lawyers as well and hopefully Very that good. you know some of this will uh, spill over and you know we can help make sure that he does as little time as possible, Shane. So uh, okay. Congratulations. On, la- yeah, go ahead. Well, one last thing is I went to the freetalklive.com site, mm-hmm. and there, I don't know, maybe I'm doing something wrong. It's not, there's nothing going on or something. None mm. of the, like, it says shows. It says shows, and it's got a column of different places, different little boxes I can click on and go inside, but there's nobody there. Is that is the site down or something? Uh, well, we have been making some changes recently. I think it's just part of the redesign uh, are you looking at it on a pc or on a mobile device no on pc and and i know here there's some restrictions on the network because like uh, i can't even pull up a application sometimes from like the indeed.com so 
but it hasn't given me no errors other than trying to play like a video from one of y'all's past shows. I can't do those, but I can listen to the archives of the the shows. Okay. But other than that, yeah. I don't know. I'll keep trying. All right. I'll, I'll have our webmaster uh, look into all of that kind of thing. I, I can't uh, troubleshoot that, you know, with you here over the phone yeah, yeah, on yeah. the air right now. But, yeah. uh Shane, thank right. you so much for the call, yes, man. Sir. And feel free to call again. You know, if yeah, this was an excellent call. You, thank excellent you very call. much. Your advice is appreciated, and uh, th- congratulations on you know being out anyway. Uh, Thanks, Shane. Yeah, thank you, Shane. Freetalklive.com appears to be working on my magic rectangle. Yeah, it might be where he's at. I know sometimes libraries will restrict stuff or certain oh, Wi-Fi right. connections will restrict stuff depending on the security right. settings. You're going to a dangerous website. Or, yeah, yeah. Stay clear. Yeah. yeah. You want to go back to so safety? Sometimes that kind <laughs> yeah, of right. The <laughs> domestic terrorist website. Yeah, yes, stay away from that stuff. It's bad for you. Just like the Declaration of Independence.com. Don't go there. <laughs> Sorry, the, the decoration. The decoration. The, the L is silent. <laughs> it's a silent L. Decoration. Uh, All right, let's go to some more of your calls and thoughts since uh, Shane was an interesting call. Let's go to Dana in Michigan. Dana, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hi, guys. Um, That was a really smart guy. And I'm telling you, I know what he's saying is 100% true from the other side of the law. So, uh, oh, you're breaking up. Oh, I am I now? Uh, say something. Maybe me. It sounded a little bit clearer. Okay, is this better now? Yep, yes, this yep. is All better. Right. Thank Go you. Ahead, okay, ding, ding, ding. okay, I won't move. Okay, so um, I said that that guy was pretty smart, cookie, and I know he's hundred percent accurate from the other side of the law, not from his side. So I never, sir, you know, been done any time or anything. But he's very, very smart about what he says. And also that that uh, that our our government, as well as local law enforcement, not all of them are bad, but they will do anything to get you. Um, if you don't believe this is true, look up the Mark Hope case. I think he's running for representative from whatever state. That was the guy that um, somebody he was out praying silently with his 12 year old kid mm-hmm. and a boy and. Um, uh, some one of those escorts at the abortion clinic came after them and they walked away and they started kind of like running. This happened over a year ago and the abortion um, escort um, uh, started getting in this little boy's face, not the dad's, but the little boy. And, um, and, and wow. he wouldn't leave him alone. It was like assault, but not with battery. He didn't touch him. And so the dad shoved him, and the guy threw himself to the ground, the escort, and everything was cool. He, he defended his son. Everything was fine. A year and a half later, at 5 in the morning, this man is, uh, I think he's a pastor. He has little toddler children. They came into his house with guns pointed. You know, you're in your PJs and you're all disoriented. The wife had a gun, loaded gun pointed at her head. So did Mark. And the seven children, they were screaming and crying 5 a.m. And so this was all over. They had hearings on this. 
Yeah, talk about um, traumatizing for right. children, and, right? Oh, my God, those kids. And the thing is, this was settled a year and a half earlier, but what was worse was it was the abortion escort that wouldn't leave this little 12-year-old boy alone. He came after them. So what I want to say to you guys is regarding that gentleman that just called and you three claim to be libertarians, I'm not debating that, but just hear me out. So I warned Mark and Ian about this probably 10 years ago that they're going to come for you guys. I warned you guys. And, and Mark and Ian are like, why, why, why? And I go, well, when the conservatives had had the crap from the Republicans and split off and they did their own thing, they went after the conservatives. And a lot of conservatives, you know, have broken off and um, be, uh, become libertarian or they're a little bit of both. Um, and, um, uh, and I said that because you guys are so appealing in your philosophy that the government isn't going to put up with that. And look what's happening. Look how they broke in just with that guy, just like that guy who was just praying silently with his little 12-year-old boy. They did the same thing to Ian. The other thing I wanted to say to you guys, where were you guys in support of us conservatives when we needed you for January 6th and for other things? I'm not, gonna, I'm not beating you three up personally about this, but my question to you guys is, where were you? I said this. I said this to Peaceless about a month or so. You mean, you mean physically where were we or like? Well, physically. I think I was well at work. Supporting on the radio because Peaceless and I kind of got into it um, about four year or four weeks ago on a Saturday night. And I'm just like, you know, you guys, um, I, I compared us to you and just because we don't have a match dollar for dollar same philosophy doesn't mean they're not coming for you guys too we need to support each other and group together well, so what if there's a few things that we don't agree on who Air. Yeah, I, I like the words that you're saying. As far as uh, the the J six thing, um, I was watching it online at home while it was happening, and then I we spent the next I, I don't even know week or so here on Free Talk Live talking about it and all the different angles about it. You know, as you know, Dana, we have different hosts who have different opinions, and you know, we differ slightly and even in our own philosophies and that kind of a thing. So I right. like I love your end statement, which is. You know, uh, are you a freedom-oriented person? Yes. Uh, are they coming for us all? Yes. Uh, should we all cooperate uh, even though we have differences? Yes. All of that is exactly true, Dana. So uh, thank you for the call. We appreciate you. Um, you know, she makes some valid points. Uh, as far as, like, where we were, like, I mean, I, you know, yeah. I was not there physically. I wasn't going to go there physically. No. Right. I have no desire to go to the District of Criminals. Right. Uh, Unless and, I want to see the uh, Declaration of Independence, I would go to Washington. To <laughs> yeah, I'd just look at a picture. Written in online. cursive. Yeah, okay. I'll just look at a picture online. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, exactly what happened, right? That's why I don't want to go there. If you if you even go there, like, remotely hinting at, like, hey, change needs to be made, uh, you are getting demonized, you are getting arrested, the FBI is going to come and hunt you down, right. uh, you know, they're going to come after you, they're putting you on a list, they're putting, you know, little asterisks and check marks next to your name and your profile mm -hmm. uh, on their watch list. And, and it's true. The United States of America has become the largest empire planet Earth has ever seen, period. Right. End of statement. Now, what do empires typically do? Crumble. 
Well, they crumble, but before <laughs> they do that, before they do that, well, they go to fiat currency, right? Which we've already seen in the United war, States. War war war, 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 war. And then the other thing they do is they start turning on their own citizens. Mm. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. a dog backed into a corner. Right. right. And so they're beginning to do that as well, if not in, in full-fledged the midst of it. Uh, so, uh, you know, Dana's saying, you know, I warned them. Well, to some extent, they knew, right, that they were at least being watched and that kind of thing. Uh, this uh, Crypto 6 raid was not the first time the studio has been raided by federal authorities. And so they knew from even from that time that, you know, people were watching, that there was an investigation, also- et cetera, and so on. But, like, free people should not submit because they're afraid the the man is watching. Free people need to continue to living freely, uh, you know, at at the risk of being, you know, brought down by some government agency. Well, and that's the thing. It's like, so what is the point? You know, like, oh, they're going to come get you. Okay, and were were they supposed to stop doing this show? Like, I don't get, one, I don't get what the warning was supposed to mean. Um, and two, coming back around and being like, well, I told you so was also a little. Well, it's, it's yeah, to make it's, an example, uh, you know, it's to, to frighten yeah. you or to well, frighten yeah. other people or like, boy, I don't want to do that. And the judge even said as much in Ian's like, no, this, this sentence Set is example. for a deterrent. Yeah. Right? A deterrent. Yeah. Right. yeah that was right. the, the exact yeah, part garbage. of, yeah. Part of the, the sentence, like part of what he needed to consider was to, he even admitted it. Like it's part of the whole thing. It's not even, yeah. I thought that would have been, you know. Uh, hush, hush, like we're not actually going to say it, that it's part of the sentencing. Yeah, it's all coming out. I mean, they don't they don't even try to hide it. No. <laughs> it's like, you know, you can't, like Owen Troyer from InfoWars, like wasn't even at at the Capitol. And yeah. he was arrested for whatever, just free speech. Talking yeah. about like a neck election denying. I mean, is that illegal now? Right. To yeah. question yeah. an election? Not as far as I, I know. I guess it is. Well, but it is. You know, and... I'm going to bring it back to me because, like, you know, I mean, people are selfish, right? We're all motivated by our own self-preservation, mm-hmm. right? And and how we want to live our lives and what kind of life we want to build for ourselves. So, um, again, the United States government makes no room for somebody who not only can but wants to represent themselves in all matters individually, in all transactions individually. I want to live my life free of interference from any individual or organization unless I voluntarily and explicitly consent to an interaction with any set of individuals or individuals alone. Uh, The fact that I can't do that should be shocking enough to everybody listening Mm -hmm. to make them take action of some sort. Uh, So... It would almost be like if if uh, if you put it in a corporate sense, like McDonald's is going to force you once a week to eat at McDonald's, or else you'll go to jail. Right. Yeah. You have to eat like, there. N- what? N- no, I don't. Yes, you do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, back to uh, Shane's call. He mentioned that uh, he had a hard time you know, when he got out of prison going to a convenience store to you know get something to eat. Right. He walked into a, too many choices. A convenience store, and there were too many choices because he'd been in prison for what did he say, eighteen years? Yeah, eighteen years. So, and he just couldn't decide, so he left. And, like, unless you feel that time travel, you can't understand that perspective, right? right. If you could feel that time travel, you'll, you'll expect that. But here's a man who gets out of prison after 18 years, and there's far more choices at the convenience store than there were the last time he right. went to a convenience energy store. Energy drinks? What well, are energy Yeah, not but- even just that. After being in prison for 18 years and all you get is in the commissary, and I've heard this a lot, too, where it's, like, even just... 
existing and having the freedom is overwhelming. Yeah, yeah. So, but but check this out. So he's been in prison for 18 years. He's overwhelmed by the amount of choices in, you know, what sandwiches and snacks at the convenience right. store. But you still only get two choices for president. <laughs> right. And even that's overwhelming for people. They're like, oh. That Lucky. hasn't changed, yeah, yeah, right? You don't get a choice, really. Guy could be in prison for, you know, 50 years, most of his life, right? He gets out, he's an old man, still only got two choices for president. Yeah. You know? he's got so, He's got more choices with cell phone carriers. Absolutely. I mean, you know? used to, well, I mean, AT&T and Verizon, but there's some small little ones. Yeah. Uh, more but choices more in choices. everything, right? Television right. channels and, yeah. you know, uh, you know, listening options, right? There's mm-hmm. so many, like, podcasts and download sites and right. streaming music and, mm-hmm. and all that crap now that, yeah, there's far more choices in everything except representation uh, or the ability to just represent yourself, right? Technology exists today in such a way that it is far more than possible now for everybody to just represent themselves in all matters. If they want. Should that's, they that's, choose to, yeah, right? Yeah, freedom and of choice. like, let's say, I mean, I'm not an expert in everything, right? So if I need some help in a certain area of my life, I don't know, I'm going to remodel part of my house, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I can go find people who are experts in that. Right, and if they want to work right? with you. Right, and then I can contract with them or otherwise come right. to some agreement with barter, right. trade, you know, right. finance, whatever it is, right, for that work to get done. And this is how life should be. You should not have this agency of violence using coercion, threats of caging, threats of death, because, you know, the majority of people voted for this guy. And so now the the other 49% are subjected to their opinion for the next four years, eight years, whatever it is, or even longer than that, depending on how the laws are written while that particular person is in office. Uh, we're out of time. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you, Steve Classic. Oh, thank you. Thank you to all of our callers, all of our listeners. If you didn't get on tonight, that's fine. Uh, you can get on another night. If you missed any part of this program, visit freetalklive.com and find the archives. It'll be posted uh, sometime later tonight or tomorrow. Thanks, everyone. Peace. you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate well i know a guy who's really great it's the realtor mark warden now you can learn more about the awesome things happening here in new hampshire in our march toward liberty in our lifetime our friends at porcupine real estate are hosting a series of webinars to educate you on the expanded freedoms enjoyed by new hampshire citizens reserve your seat today at move.freetalklive.com Topics include gun freedom, medical freedom, and political freedom victories. They also have a couple on best practices for moving to the free state and finding housing. These webinars are super helpful and free to attend once you've registered at move.freetalklive.com. Visit their YouTube channel, Porcupine Real Estate, for videos from past presentations and sign up for upcoming webinars for free at move.freetalklive.com. PorcupineRealEstate.com